Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, fuck, keep the ball on the ground. Come, Slaney, what's happening? Slaney shaved his lip for the hydro. I'm better looking than Slaney. No doubt. How are you doing, Chipper? All right? I'm doing great, thanks. Great to have you on, huh? Super. I've not been going legend for years. I know. I so have heard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard through the grapevine, by the way. I'll see you in a back turn now. Sometimes I ask Chipper if you'll come out. I was like, oh, what kind of reaction am I going to get? But I'll tell you what's also a regular on the show. That stain on your jumper. I know what's happening, big man. No. Right hand side. Yeah. That's uh, a Nike sign. That's Kim's thing with the nipple, isn't it? Well, I'm saying beans. No, I was saying we cut, Gravy, a, we, we cut a tea, wasn't it? Gravy. We cut a tea. You got a change? Is that Steve Bruce's oh, office every weekend? Fucking boys, boys, he's known me now. How long? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about a stain on my jumper. Right, we've seen I the stain on the jumper. Let's see the stain on the box. I don't know. It was bigger. <laughs> I was fresh, a small one. Big stain. By the way, it's freezing in here. Baltic. This is quite old for a hot burn guy. A bit rough. Is that your favourite whip one? Aye, whip one, aye. Rough there, mate, nah. Rough? No, 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 no. Whip one's alright, aye. Whip one's okay. Is it? By the way, is whip one where Capaldi and that's fair? Yes. Oh, you would know. Hang about the side of Susan every weekend. You've got Capaldi, you've got the snacks. I went to school with Susan Boyle. Did you? Just the black one. Be honest, have you ever got off with Susan Boyle? Just the ones. Should I shake kiss her? We didn't the kiss. We just dated. Right, so you're Susan Boyle now. We've got another date for you after us. Same Susan, Susan Slane. Oh. Slaney's mum. Slaney's mum? That's a real deal. Ah, is it a real deal? Oh, is it? She is. She's the real Susan, isn't she? Yeah, she's not Hi, Susan. Either. Is she? No, yeah. <laughs> it, must be a Su- it must be a Susan thing. Right. Dave and Sina. She's, she's no shy. <laughs> uh, right, go the spot. Who wants to do their. Um... It's your turn, isn't it, Kev? Oh, is it? Right. Bet £10, get £30 free bet for new sign ups. But Grovna Sport are also giving away two hydro tickets every keeping the ball on the ground and right in the coop and showing the run up to the 16th of December. Love All that, you Kev. need to do to enter the draw each week is to sign up to Grovna Sport at gsport.com forward slash open goal. And you want uh, over 18s only. Over 18s only, Andy, aye. 
Aye. Uh, 16th, mate. We'll get your ticket. Listen, Please. my daughter got me tickets last, last Christmas for your show, and it obviously got cancelled. Oh, yeah. So friend. when you've done this show, I was away someplace. You want to come? We'll get your tickets. Aye. Somebody sent us through caps to. No way. How cool is this, man? Some sexy bastard on them. <laughs> there you go, Slenny boy. So we've been capped, we've been well capped to the hydro, we've been capped to the hydro lads, brilliant. So we fucking capped me and you'll get one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please put that on right now? <laughs> <laughs> Can't I look at that, man? Ah, yeah. Wait, yeah. You put yours on or not? There's a favour. Oh, look at that, Kevin. Just add that so to Was it me cranky? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 well done, boys, you're getting your first cap. I'll add that to our ten. Hey, I love it, Kevin. That's not right, is it? No. Aye, that's right. Is it? Aye. But is it supposed to flick up? You're just leaving that helicopter bit at the top. He's a looking apart. But when he says Slaney was in London for the weekend, so his flight got delayed back this morning. Look at that plane. Where have you heard? You know. By the way, he's going to come to us, so when he cut, it's him that was giving you a bit. You know that? You know, the people always tell you, it's him that's giving you a bit. It was really the person that's told you that. I Aye. know who's been giving me a bit. I've been right. saving all this up. Are you, right. gonna, are you going to come for him when he comes in? Aye. Wrestling, please, please. You'll shit yourself. Put I will shit yourself. Put it on him. Proper, proper, right. I will do. Right. I'll do. Uh, how's life been since you left Aki's last season? It was a season. Nah, it was a season. I can tune on you. 13th August this season. I can remember. Uh, life's been good. Uh, took a wee break. I <laughs> went on holiday for a week with seven of my mates and stayed for three weeks. It was that good. Where was it? Lanzarote? Lanzarote, aye. Oof. I went there and it was good. Weather was great. Trunks, are you trunks, man? T are you trunks? Aye. T-shirt in the pool, innit? T-shirt in the pool. I've got the body for all that, eh? <laughs> aye. Right, and a ghost. <laughs> and then who were you at McClark came, Martin Clark? Aye, Martin came. Oh, he, was, uh, enough. he was there for a week, so he had to put him uh, for a week. Uh, it was brilliant. Done that, got refreshed. Been doing a lot of work, work on the radio. Uh, got to see games every night, as normal. And that's it. Just mm. keep football in the head. What, why did you leave Akis? Your decision, your decision? Joint decision? A bit of both. A bit of both, I just felt as though my health wasn't great. It was affecting my health a wee bit. Uh, and this season just seemed to carry on for last season with the injuries and the, the virus situation and all that. And I just felt as though I couldn't get out of the bit. And it was affecting my health. I wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating. All the things that happened that people never see. And I just felt it was getting too much for me. And it was the best decision for Hamilton. Not just for me, it was the best decision for Hamilton. They needed something fresh, they needed something different. And I definitely needed a wee change, I needed a break. Does it so, get to you that much, Chipper? It gets to me that much, because it means there. everything to me. It means everything, you know. It's, it's not just my, my job and my life, it's my hobby as well. It's my hobby, football is my hobby. Uh, and I could see it affecting me, and other people could see it affecting me. Do, so, you feel, do you feel as if over the last few years, not just yourself, but previous managers before you, have always been underappreciated with the job that you've done at Hamlet, always had the lowest budget. Mm. I think people tip used to go down basically every year. And was that, it was that eight, eight year that seven the year. top flight? Seven year seven in the top year. flight? Listen, you get tipped to go down every year. You know, teams with the lowest budget always get tipped to go down. Uh, it's amazing that they stayed up that long. But see, at the end of the day, when you do stay up, you get the praise for staying up. So, uh, as management, you take the good and the bad. But I just felt as though it was, it was time for me to move on. And it was the right decision. There's no doubt it was the right decision for both see parties. On your, see on your, the mental health side of things, obviously, that's shown that you care and you're wanting results and stuff. See, see as a long-term 
for Hamilton, you in there and you're no getting what you, how you want. What is the long term for Hamilton? What what is like what is it that they set out each year? They set, bring players just to, is it to bring players through no. to stay in it's the league. Stay in the league, just obviously. To stay in the league. <laughs> Financially stay in the league and try and try and eventually have a go for the top six. So do you get frustrated then that when you know that that's an impossible job, it's a lot to ask for a manager to try and or do you, do you get the excitement of trying? The excitement's there of trying. The excitement there at Hamilton is developing the players. And I keep saying it, it's not about just developing the players. You've got to develop the coaches as well. Yeah. You know? And we can maybe speak about that later on, about things we spoke about. But having a pathway for kids, you know, we've all been kids playing football. You know, if somebody never gave us a chance and gave us a break, then we wouldn't have been in the position we've been in and had the careers that we had. So I'm a great believer in Bertie all gave me my break. He gave me my break at Hibs as a 17-year-old. So that's always stuck in my head. Yeah. I've got to produce these kids. I've got to make them better. And I've got to get, try and give them a, a chance of going on in life. You know, but they've got to be good enough. Yeah. They've got to be good enough. They've got to want it. Because I'm putting my neck on the line playing them. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I never ever forget my roots in that. Mm. Ever. See, on the no sleeping back, because I'm obsessed with obviously mm. a wee bit of coaching. Uh, it's mad how much it does get to you. But were you, were you the same as assistant manager, or is it only when you really become the manager? Worse when you're assistant. Uh-huh. It's worse because. I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I've got pen and paper next to the bed and start, drawing, start drawing wee drills and all that and everything and thinking, oh, if they play that system, what are we going to do? I mean, when I stayed with Yogi, it was mental up in Inverness. We had this converted farmhouse down by the sea and he's, he was downstairs and I was upstairs. And all we had in the living room was a, a couch, a table, a telly and a, tact, a massive tactics floor. In the living room? Aye. So <laughs> I would go upstairs and go to bed and I'd be lying in the bed and all I was, chabber, chabber. So I run down the stairs and he's sitting, he's got the tactics board and he said, what would you do if I'd done that on the tactics board? And I'd look at it and i go, oh, I would do that. I knew you would. See you in the morning. You know, <laughs> no, I ain't back you and you've no answer. So I run away back up the stair. Nah, for the relator. Charge. Oh, here we go. I know what it is. I'll be back down the stair. Oh, what if I'd done that? Oh, see, that's a problem. That's a problem for me. That's what we're going to do. Get up the stair, think about it, and we'll do it tomorrow. Get a draw for that tomorrow. So that's it. Nice sleep. No, could you do that? Aye. Do that. You don't argue with it. So what's that like? Three, four in the morning we're talking. Aye, aye. Things like that. Just come stay, you know. Is it yourself though? And just I never had the balls to shout to him. Yogi, come on up the stairs now. (laughs) 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 He is obsessed with it. Oh, I bet. Listen, he used to say to me every day. I'm talking about every day for ten years. Come up with something that's got to revolutionise Scottish football to put me under pressure. Every that day. That's good. Brilliant. Always day. challenging you. We spent, me and Yogi spent six days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day together because we used to go to England to games and all that. Then one day he says to me, I've got to start having a Wednesday off. I've got to ta- start taking Bev out for something to eat. I thought he'd lost his marbles, eh? And I thought, nah. He did. The first Wednesday, he went out for something to eat. My phone rang. Lunchtime. Yogi. I picked up, it was Bev. She says, eh, uh, we're in such and such. He doesn't know what he likes in here. He told me to phone you. <laughs> I says, where are you? We're such and such. We're here. I says, ah, he likes the uh, pasta and meatballs in there. 442. Uh, uh, <laughs> spicy sauce. Oh, he, likes a, he likes a waiter to come so, inside. That's uh, that's, uh, that's how much of the time we spent together. I done all the driving. I ordered all the food. It's just like, honestly, Bev says, it's used to it like it. They married the girl. Uh, had Did, a decent start to the filming life, hadn't he? Done well, he's done well, mate. He's done well. Did Lappy stay with you for a bit as well? No, no, no. Did Lappie. he move in when you left? Because I know Yogi stayed with him for a bit. Aye, up in Inverness. Aye, uh-huh. well, aye oh, you couldn't have the wee man staying with you. Huh? 
Oh, he's, just, oh. he's so chilled out. Eh? It's manana time. Uh-huh. He tells a brilliant story. What a her at the festival in Trinidad. Him, Yorkie and Brian Lara's got a, a ranch. So Lara says to him, see tomorrow morning, don't make a noise. I've got a guest staying in the West Wing. So Russell's up in the morning and he uh, goes down and he opens the fridge and there's a boy standing at the sink. And Russell turns around and says, you want a coffee? And Mick Jagger turns around and says, no, I'm okay, thanks. Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger? Aye. Uh, Russell used to always be injured or suspended March time when the festival was on. You know how know how we had certain players done it at Christmas time? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the Neymar in it, it's the Neymar. Uh, uh, sister, oh, that, it's his sister's uh, birthday. We Latapi used to do that for the festival, but it lasted a month. Would you have a shout at Latapi now? No, you didn't shout at him. You just let him go on with it. Was that a mad, mad chain smoker? Uh, that right? uh, All the time. All the time. You're going to be doing a team talk and he'd be standing in the corner smoking and that and go and get Latapi. I'm okay, see. Wow. Brilliant. Would you not warm up on that chip or not? Oh, he warmed up, aye, warmed up, but you just gave him the ball. He, players were scared to give him it with boys around the boot, and he would say, just give me it if they're two or three. Just give me it if they're two or three around the boot. And he says, I'll handle that. Mm-hmm. He used to look for the weakest defender and go and play against him. He said, just give me it now. What, he just couldn't stand on aye. the weakest player? Aye, aye. He was a maverick. That's brilliant. brilliant. Aye. Aye. That's brilliant. knowledge of the game, isn't it? Aye, aye. Course, aye. Brilliant. I love what he shouted to Jack Ross when he came out late for pre-season. You heard this oh, one, Yogi tells him that. All the boys are running around the track and Russell walks out oh, 10 yeah. minutes late and Jack Ross is like that. Any chance? Well, any chance? We're all running and you're walking and he's like that. You carry the piano and I'll fucking play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were buckled. I, we, honestly, I see him running around the track at Stirling and he's walking out with the flip-flops and that on the phone and the top off and it's boiling hot. The boys are all sweating and you know they're doing 440s and all that. And going, yeah. You just carry the piano I'll play it. That's amazing. See all the top see players you. that had the ability they all had the fucking same off the part, didn't they? They had the one liners, they had yeah. the fucking confidence. Why was that? It was incredible. They and were it, all the same. It's a spin off it, but because the players know how good he is. Aye. You know, and you watch him in training and then he invites Yorkie up to training with me. Do Yorkie? Ah, he says to Yogi, can my pal come up, can Yorkie come up and train with us? Because we're, we're going for a night out. Yogi says, Aye, as long as you take the rest of the team. Aye, no problem. So Yorkie's up, he's training, they're all into Glasgow on a night out. Oh, Brilliant. Silly. So it's a spin off everything. Jake, they paid for the boys' do it? Yorkie would Russell wouldn't he no is he tight is he uh-huh. no I know it's now it's Neil Oliver uh-huh. Neil Oliver was a, he's the tightest guy I've ever met <laughs> Probably, so you would just bring and what was Dwight York waiting training oh, brilliant yeah, the boys were brilliant they were doing the earth yeah, everybody gets a rang impression eh? you hear all the stories oh, about oh this and that yeah. you'd love to have played with these guys yeah. then went for a night out with them wouldn't you oh, Mate, see some of the players you had at Falkirk in that, that team with the lone players that he's got in then you said like Jackie McNamara Neil McCann the football he's played was unbelievable, wasn't it? Oh, Yogi's total football, wasn't he? That's how he played, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Still well, kind of is, isn't it? To be uh, fair. Aye, but he was never always like that. Well, but at the start, he was a centre forward, Yogi, when he played. Yogi started as a centre forward. And Berwick, wasn't it? Berwick Rangers. Right, he was at a growth first, I think. Berwick Rangers went to Swansea. Then eventually, Jim Jeffries turned him into a centre half. You know, and he used to, no, Yogi was Yogi. He played in the juniors and that, and going head it, going kick it, get stuck in. We all know that. But then when he went to Celtic, Tommy Burns sort of changed him. And show them how to play. And ever since then, he's took that philosophy on to football. And we've always done that. Just go and play. Mm. You see that with a number of coaches now, though, didn't you? Like, they're, they're completely different players when they were... I, I look at Russell Martin, and know the job he's doing at Swansea, to take a football, but Russell was... He was a curly toe, he was a cream to Stephen Craig. He was English Stephen Craig and I Scottish. Russell Craig, wasn't he? You see that, then they get into coaching, they still have their own brand of football that they believe should be played. I was going to ask you, because I know you touched on Hamilton Youth just earlier on, I started doing a wee bit with the under-18s while I was at Rangers my mm. sort of last year or two. 
So got a chance to see all the youth setups and the youth teams that you were playing. And I always remember a game where Hamilton came to Murray Park and all the football Hamilton youth team played and they've been renowned for having mm-hmm. that sort of youth academy yeah. for the last three, four years. So see when you look at Hamilton now, obviously they're, they're struggling a wee bit in the championship. Do you still hold quite a lot of confidence when you look at the youth setup and, and the academy players that could potentially bring them through? They've still, they've still got players coming through and they work ever so hard at it. You know, and they get good coaching. I mean, I would, on a, a daily basis, I would finish with the first team and out in the afternoon with the kids. Then I'd... Uh, you take the kids to ah, in the afternoon. Then right? at five o'clock at night, the academy start coming in, and me and the first team coaches and the goalkeeping coach, we'd be in amongst them for five o'clock to nine o'clock at night, getting to know them, encouraging them. But nothing worse than a kid knowing your name and you don't know their name. Uh, no, that's that's not right for you. In clubs like Hamilton, that's their future. Uh, and it's because, uh, like you said, they've not got finances to go and buy it. all the best talent. In the so country, if so. you can get the, these kids coming through and their parents and all that, and everything, you're adding to your crowd, you're adding to everything. Uh, it's a brilliant setup, and they really work hard at it and they have got good players see when you're saying that about you being the manager and you're at sessions afternoon and night right. have you got any say on how you want the youth team to play so that when they come to play with your first team they're ready to go into the style of play that no, you want I, we have, I had a chat with George Cairns who's uh, the head of all the youth and we speak about how we want to play we don't want to get the ball and kick it away and then go and have to defend let's try and play let's try and play and get them get them enjoying it I mean I hated when I played with managers where it was just defensive. Oh, hang back, try and get a draw, try and hit on the counter, win one on. I hated that mm. as a player. And I'll, I would never set up like that. I've done it once. I've done it for 45 minutes against Hibs last year. And I came in at half time and blamed myself. I said, it's no use, it's me. Right, we're going back to what we normally do. Let's have a go. Because I think it's a positivity you send through your, your squad. We know what Hamilton, we're not going to win every week. We know we're going to be underdogs every week. And if we sit back and accept that, it's, it's a false mentality. Mm. I just try and say, come on, two up front, let's have a go. I didn't and if we're going to get beat, get beat having a go. Yeah. Uh, best yeah. chance of developing as well, isn't it? See, yeah. on, see on obviously Hamilton and now, they're struggling in the mm. championship. They've obviously lost a big slap at the weekend by mm-hmm. Lake Talbot in the cup. New manager and obviously you can't really give too much an honest opinion on what, what is, a lot of the players I take it that are in the team and I are from the youth team what happens if the youth team stops producing quality? What happens to trouble? Ham- because obviously the, the emphasis is on Hamilton is they're not going to spend money in the fact in terms of buying players and bringing players yeah. and getting big wages. The emphasis is on let's bring the kids through, try and mix up and get free signings here and there. If they don't keep that going, they'll end up like a Clyde or whatever where the youth system then falls apart and then they end up tumbling down the leagues. Can Hamilton sustain that, bringing the two, three, four players in each season? Can they... Get themselves back up towards the no. I don't table. think I don't think they can. I think the I think the youth system at Hamilton, especially, is a lifeblood. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what keeps them going. Yeah, I mean they were still getting the spin-offs with McCarthy, McCartney. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. All this, uh, the sell-ons, the clauses. They've done a fantastic job getting money for that, and they've got to try and keep doing that. We sold the boy a dolphin in the summer. They were going for Livingston for nothing. Mm-hmm. Found a position for him to play. All of a sudden. They're Team's trying to buy him. Yeah. Quarter million pound for him. You know, so there'll be occasional player you sell, but you still clubs like Hamilton need that or else they're gonna go down the route you you say, it, I think you you you're the way Clyde and that's went. Oh, yeah. They could become falling into that bracket. How hard is that for a manager to when you've done well one year and then you lose two or three of your best players and you need to replace them with the kids? It's you know, it's a catch twenty two situation because you want to develop players. You want the boy would often come in and he's a far better player now. Now, that's doing it everybody plus the boy himself mm. you know people forget that it's doing it him as well yeah. he's a far better player 
But you know you've got to lose your best players, and it's trying to find the next one. And that's why that conveyor belt of talent needs to keep coming through. And that's why recruitment is the biggest thing at your club. I heard Graham Sinus talking about it in the radio just before I came in, talking about Manchester United there. Mm. Talk, recruitment is the biggest thing at your club, and you've got to get it right. And did you do recruitment at Hamilton or was there somebody at a dirt fair? Done a bit at Hamilton, but we never really recruited that many players. I mean, we brought Callaghan in last year, Ross Callaghan. Young ten lad. goals for midfield. Yeah. You know, guy. ten goals. All yeah. of a sudden, he's away. All right. The Dolphins away. But that's just how it is. And you, you take it as a pat on the back. You've identified these. You've brought them in. They've done great. But they've moved on. And I just shake their hands. Thanks for everything you've done here. Because when I try to get them to Hamilton in the first place, my selling point is, come, I'll try and make you better. And away you go. go I don't want, you, you're not going to be here for three, four years, son. Is it difficult to... So when Hamilton are in the Premier League and they're trying to stay in the league, so they're trying to play the core of players that's keeping them in the league it's difficult to blood in the young players because you're still needing the older ones to keep you in the league you kind of say I'll oh, bring him in but you might lose three points a day so then like they got relegated and then the young players now need to play because they don't have well it's a, it's a, is it hard as a, as a coach and as a manager to get that balance right where you say right okay we're, we're doing alright now we've won a couple of games in the Bions we've picked up five points at the last three we'll bring the young ones in or we don't bring the young ones and it's it must be difficult as a coach. It's hard when to, when when's the right choice? When's the right time to say To me to bring the right time is bring them in when they're training right. Because obviously if Rangers have won the league right. by twenty five uh, points, they can turn around and say, We can put Nathan Patterson, we can put this young boy, we can get that young boy, we can get a look at them. It's maybe it's see, difficult I, I, I sort of see it different. I see it different. I think when it comes towards the end of the season or for January on time, the pressure's on. The yeah. pressure's always on, right? I think the old ones fear the pressure more because Aye. they've got mortgages they've mm. families they've kids I think the kids go in with no fear Aye. I think they're going with no fear and you've got to get an, I'm not saying you won't get an honest shift at the older ones but the kids go in and want to I want to be a football player I want yeah. to play Yeah. and that's why I just go and play see as long as they're training right see as long as they're training right and they're living their life properly get them in because I think they, they give everything they've got and see if they make a mistake it's an honest mistake. Yeah. You know, and they're good kids at Hamilton. No, they're grounded. It's like you said, they need to be good enough. They've got to be good enough. Yeah, that's when you know when to put them in. If yeah. they're doing well enough in training, then it's time for, time for you to play. Yogi always say that Monday to Friday's rehearsal. Saturday's showtime. So Saturday should be easy because you've rehearsed all week. Mm. And if you're doing it right all week, it should be right on a Saturday. As Yogi is mad off the pitch as he, as we know, the way he is obviously in the podcast and stuff like that, but see when it's just you and him, is he quiet or is he still 100 mile an hour? 100 mile an hour, non-stop. I've been out every, most mornings watching him training at Dunfermline. It's close to where I live. So I'll go across and he's the exact same. I can still hear him. I hear that voice every two minutes. Then he'll come across and talk to me and ask me questions, questions, questions. You think I was part of it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm only there watching. He's just non-stop. He's on the phone. But that's a relationship we've always had. You know, it's, so see when he was in the job, Chipper, and you were I, obviously at Hamilton, was, was he helping you? Was he getting on the phone? I was talking to him, I would talk to him, I'd vent him in, but he wouldn't come in. I just talk to him all the time. And then obviously when he went to Ross County and I was at Hamilton, we were up against one another. Mm-hmm. And we still phone each other all the time, but we wouldn't discuss, you know, your team and his team. We just talk about other teams. We need to catch Kilmarnock, come on. They're just a moment, let's get them, drag them in. You know, just things like that, natural things. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking at your back in? Of course I am. Aye, of course I am. Listen, I've been in it 40 odd year. Yeah, ever since I left school. I've never been out it. I short spell when I left Hibs before I went to Watford. But I've never been out it and it's I love it, it's in my blood, you know. I've I've sacrificed a lot of my family life for it. You know, I see that now. I'm spending more time with my kids now than I've ever done. My grandkids than I've ever 
you know, and they're getting fed up with me now. Yeah. They're getting fed up, and I'm getting fed up. We'll get you a job, mate. Oh, that, that was magic. Great insight, innit? Yeah, it? Because... Slaney's meant to do that. No use. <laughs> nah, because nah, he, he's probably got loads to offer, side. You've yeah. seen 40 years. That's 40 years of experience of a good level of football. Like, you're talking about playing the league for a lot of years. Watford. Like, there's a lot. And obviously working with Yogi. Yogi, Yogi sometimes has been hit hard and no been given a chance, and he's took the, the opportunity to firm him. And I've no doubt that they will be successful in time. You've done it for a while, you, you'll give it. You've done it a long time. For ages, and, I, and I imagine it's hard. We, we've no, we no. Andy's still playing, mm-hmm. so he's. I've never really invested that much time and effort to try and make a roller coach. And Simon's in there now. Is it harder as you get older, or does should, should start when you're younger? Aye. See what Andy's doing. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And it's boys like that, guys like yourself, that should be driving this. Yeah. Driving it. People should be looking at you and saying, look. Good players, good pros, get them in, get the good habits. And if you're in, but you've got to be interested. Oh, I You've got to be interested. Yep. You've got to have the time. And you've got to have enthusiasm. Oh, enthusiasm, oh, doesn't that? Christ, uh, I know uh, you watch some coaching. Do you actually want to fucking be here? Ah, uh, characters. Oh, Shankman. Natural enthusiasm. Was it natural enthusiasm? Uh-huh. You've got nothing. Do you know it was strange so that Hugh Keevans was his assistant for the Rangers youth team? Knew something was going to Why are you here? Is he. Good tactic, mate. Tell you what, you're probably words. You're talking about, you're talking about <laughs> oh, enthusiasm. He'll be here, boy. Your mind will be You'll be Tam Coates assistant next year. <laughs> <laughs> right, boy. Scotland. Thomas Coates. Thomas Coates. Come yeah. on, get it right. Uh, Scotland. What, uh, what do you make of the draw? Ukraine, then possibly. I think Wales, the, 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 the positive of it is that we avoided Italy and Portugal. But see, to be fair, side two big, massive games. If we can get past the first one, if we played it with did against Denmark, we'd a match for anybody. Because I think that Denmark home performance is as good as a performance Scotland's put on the last, what, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Easy. It was a complete performance. Every single individual in that part knew their role, played it well. And guys like, who are, who are, I would say, better players, the ones that are playing at the, the elite, your Tierney's, your Robertson's, your McGinn's, they guys stepped up to another level and the rest follow. Mm. I see when that happens, I think Scotland can, I think Ukraine, we can overcome them. They got to the quarterfinals of the Euros, Ukraine. So not a bad team. Aye. Well, I think they played Dagenham and Redbridge and fucking aye. somebody else in the way. They'll not be easy, but we, we, if we do what we do, we should beat Ukraine. And I think, that for me, the biggest difficulty will be the like, Wales are they mugs. Wales seem to know how to he get caught. Yeah, front of Gareth Bale, Alan Ramsey. Alan Ramsey just seems to turn up and pop up goals left, right and centre for Wales now. But yeah. no, I think, I think the, thing, the biggest thing for me in the Scotland thing was Every time we need to do something, we fail. This was a must-win game to get us that seed, to get us at home. And the performance that you say was, it was sensational. No, no, it was no. sensational. See the energy. See the football they played, some of their counter-attacking stuff. It was brilliant. No, it was but I think Ukraine will be a, a tough nut. They went undefeated in their group. They won two games and drew, drew six. And France was in that group. See, this but, is the sort of stuff that you should. But they couldn't be Kazakhstan. I was going to say I, I, that. I love that you've actually done your research. He's, he's got, got it written there. Uh-huh. Got it written down, but he's got two it wins, first. six draws. Aye, he's got there first. That's not how you spell Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got Y O U Ukraine, hasn't he? Well, Chevy. CCCPR. See, to be fair, right? Listen, I'm right. It's a tough draw, but you look at who you could have got. we've got to be happy with the route that we potentially go I think that Wales-Austria in the final you're not getting better than that for the boys that were there before the big one's obviously Ukraine and then the luck of the draw if you get home or away because I still think listen see if you get through Ukraine Wales or Austria at home we're the favourites no but Um, it's already been decided but we play away away. away. that's what I mean if we got them at home we're the favourites we we beat Austria twice and Wales 
My thing for Wales is, right, I look at Scotland's side and I look at Wales' side. I think Scotland got a better side. Did but that. Wales have got that Gareth Bale and that Aaron yeah. Ramsey, two attacking match winners. Factor. that aye, ah, they've got they, that. Haven't they? Two players McGinn's that play for Scotland, isn't it? He has been. Uh-huh. But I mean, you look at sort of his profile compared to a Bale and a Ramsey, yeah. it's not the same. But for me, I, I've, said it, I've said that a few times. I think under Steve Clark, I think McGinn's been Scotland's best player. Yeah. If somebody really tells did. you that you're going to beat Ukraine and you've got Wales or Austria to get to a World Cup, you're snapping your hands off for that opportunity all day. I think it day. should have been played at Anfield, like 77. But just play like a neutral venue. Uh, uh, play Joe Jordan again. Off. That'd be some scrap, wouldn't it? Oh, have, you seen, uh, Steve, have you seen much of Steve Clark coaching wise, Chipper Edge? I've seen a bit of him, aye. Scotland were through uh, the Orium uh, the last time I was working with the SFA, because I did a lot of work with the SFA and the A license and that. Uh, and I watched a bit of him uh, training. It's good. I was a. Uh, it's funny, Steve Clark was my roommate in the Scotland under 21s. Was he? Aye, uh, we played together in the under 19s, under 20s at the Youth World Cup in Mexico and all that. So I've known Steve a long, long time. Uh, what kind of guy is he? Quiet. Is he? Reserved. Likes a night out. Does he, huh? Oh, he likes a night out. I've aye. heard that quite a bit. Aye, he likes aye. a night out, so I've put on him. Question, just, it'd fit in any place. Uh-huh. You know, very dry sense of humour, but really good coach. Is he really still in the Balenciagas on nights out as well? I'm just sorry. The Balenciaga trainers. He loves, the, he loves the designer trainers, doesn't he? I don't know. I've never heard of him before. No. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm nearly 60. Are you? You're looking great, mate. Huh? You're looking great. Aye, right. Heard so Steve Clark likes a night out? Aye. Oh, he likes a night out. Oh, I like that. Aye. wonder where. Where did you go? Is he a cat house, isn't he? Yes, sir. It's got to be the cat house. Something like that. Well, there's queens in the cat house, that. 100%, like. What sort of music's he in? Disco? Who? Stevie Clark. Oh, I don't know. Ah, but You're talking about the 80s. Uh-huh. You know, I'm talking about the 1980s. No, there's music. That's when we used to know one. Talking about Night Suit, guess who you used to work with? Frank McIverney. Oh. And Mo Johnson. He's still going it. <laughs> we experienced that a couple of months ago. Aye, uh-huh. still going it. Oh, some man. The, the two of them came to Falkirk. Jim Jeffries said they two of them for Falkirk when we were at Falkirk. And imagine they two playing with Falkirk. Strike Force, Johnson and McIverney. Wow. Wow. But, Put the football aside, the rest of it was brilliant. Nah. <laughs> the rest of it was brilliant. Did you ever get in Mo's um, son? He's got a, had a son in his No, I never went near his house because if I went there, I wouldn't get back. I'd be there. I'd have been there and was drunk. You wow. know. Was Mac a good player? Macca? Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Was he? Unbelievable. Aye. It's hard First played against him when he was at St. Mern. Oh, what a striker he was there. Then obviously he went to West Ham. You know, I played against him with West Ham. West Ham were gone for the league when he was there. Having Tony caught it up front. That's right, aye. Uh, Top scorer. Right. I scored against him. He was he my idol. Him. I used to go and watch Celtic in the 80s. And he Frank was that fucking... I would walk up with a picture of Frank. Desperate. Like, he was so... He was unbelievable. Like He was shit hot. Uh-huh. See the one thing that the two of them had? Their work rate. I thought you were going to say big cocks. Oh. <laughs> oh. So you've done Honestly, that? Right. Thinking, <laughs> see was that, that big? <laughs> see that what? Frank's <laughs> uh, yeah, was incredible. Was it? Unbelievable. See, to be fair, I've heard Mo Johnson was the same. I heard uh-huh. he was like elite European level. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jim Jeffries used to take us to Gullen, Murder Hill. That was his favourite. Batter oh, there. Sands, man. And we Mo would be at the front and we'd all be on our knees and he'd be shouting to Jeffries. Another couple of runs, Jim. Another couple of runs, what Gaffer. What he's doing? Aye, we're like, shut up. He says, no, I don't want him, don't want him crackers. And, right, and Jeffrey would take the, right, go again. We mode. Another one. So he's been on your knees? Aye, I swear What was that, that and you were on your knees then? <laughs> <laughs> my, my father-in-law actually, my father-in-law actually told me a story a couple of weeks ago when, when Mo Johnson was at Celtic. He had a pal, Celtic mad. And he got a wee puppy and cause Mo Johnson was at Celtic. Stick it at the time he called it Mo. 
He said, Puppy was only two year old when he moved to the Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who played with Partick as a youth team in the youth league? Do you know who his striking partner was? Come on, you must know that. Partick special youth team? Aye. Stevie Chambers? No. Kenny McDowell. What is that? Big nah. Ke- Kenny, Kenny. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny and him played with Partick together. That was, the, that was the two strikers. Was Ke- Kenny was meant to be a dirty bastard. Oh, he? Kenny could lay in. Uh-huh. Aye, he could lay in. You could tell uh, that as a coach though. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Moore was at Parkett's That was the two strikers. Wow. Kenny, Kenny's the big man. Big Alan McNally was the air striker. That was the sort big of Rambo. the youth we were in. Right, and, and then you all went down south? Aye. I went down south about the same week that Gary McAllister and uh, Ali Mocklin. Oh, aye. Two of them left. Mother one went to Leicester, 1985, and I went to Forest. See, when you went to Forest, was it Clough that signed you? Aye. So what did he fo- what happens is he phone you? <clears throat> You're not going to believe this, right? You'll think I'm making this up. Right. So I come home for training at Hibs. I was out of contract, the Bosman ruling had just come in. I came home. When year was that, sorry? 85. Is that when the Bosman ruling came in? Aye. I thought it was nice. Aye. No. No, you're no. thinking of the other ruling there. What was that? Was that a certain I know. 85. Freedom of contract then, whatever right. it was. Uh, so as you do when you come in for training, you can do the part with your pals, eh? So I think I in the park with my pals. My father comes in, didn't he? Mobile phone's in. My father comes in and says, you better get up the road. I had a phone call for you, the house phone. So I said, who is it? She said, just got up the road. So I went up the road. The phone goes and answered it. And it was Ronnie Fenton, uh, assistant manager at Forest. I had a chat with him. Blah, blah, blah. We'd like to sign you. We'd like you to come down. Go into Hibs Mora. Tell John Blackley, who was the manager, that you're no signing. And you'll not be back. But don't tell him who you're signing for. I says, aye, okay. They arranged a the flight. I went in the next morning to Easter Road. Up the stair, see slip. Uh, I'm no signing. Why are you no signing? It's the best offer. I said, I'm just no signing. I want to go to England. That's fact. I'm no be back. Who are you signing for? I said, I've no to tell you. Well, I went after she there. Uh-huh. As you would do. Yeah. I would do the same myself. Eh? So I left with my black bag. Went down to the forest that night. Uh, Jim McNally picked me up at the Did airport, took me to this wee hotel. Next morning, Archie Gamble came and picked me up. Archie Gamble. Team wow. Wolf. Team Wolf. I've never seen as much hair in a man in my life ever. Team Wolf. I honestly, that was your nickname from Team Wolf. Uh, so Archie picks me up and takes me in. And we get to the door, manager, and sharps the door. I'll never forget it. Remember, I've got the Steve Davis look, eh? The hair at the side and all that and everything. Walks in, and Brian Clough's sitting, we said, writing some. And Archie Gimmel says, I've got the Scotsman. And he, he looked up and says, Fuck me, Steve Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm standing there and I'm like oh, he's real I've only seen him in the telly it was, it was box office it was box office on Wednesday oh brilliant my granny and everyone used to watch him it was amazing you know I'm standing there no agents in the days it's you and him he's won two European Cups I'm a wee skinny guy for what you know, so whatever he's saying, I'm Dane. And what did he say to you when he negotiation. Nay negotiation. So he sat down. He sat down and he went, Aye, I don't know too much about you. You're big enough. Can you head the ball? I says, Aye. I said, I'll soon tell you. He picked up the phone and phoned uh, Archie Knox. Phoned Archie Knox. And, uh, he was at Aberdeen at the time. Uh, do you know the boy, Rice? Aye, blah, 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 blah. Aye, all right. Aye, aye. Put the phone. He says, I think you'll do, my son. And that was it? That's and that was it. it. So it. Archie Knox got to your move, basically? No, I had to get my cell and move Archie Box. Never had a left peg. Nah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. But he put you out to the left wing, didn't he, when you were a centre-back? Oh, he put me out there. I think he was just taking the piss. You know, because I was a, always a midfield player. I started off as a centre-back, then I became a midfield player. But he played me wide, but 
everybody says it and everybody knows it. I, I'm no pace, right? But I had the lunatic behind me, didn't I? I had Piercy behind Stuart me. Pierce, uh-huh. uh, he signed the same day. Wow. I had him behind me. Him and Neil Webb signed the same day as me. So Piercy played behind me. I used to come inside and he'd overlap and I'd just fill in for him and all that. But he had this thing, Piercy, where, you know when it's a throw-in, the full-back's there, the winger's there, and the wide player gets in front, you screen it. Yeah. He used to deliberately throw it and he'd come over his elbow and smack somebody. And nine times out of ten it was me. I'd get the elbow <laughs> and I'd turn around and he'd run away laughing. <laughs> but me and him are brilliant pals. Brilliant pals. I brought him up to, to Scotland. They always wanted to go to an old firm game. And uh, I brought him up and we stayed in my mother's house and... No way, Stuart Pearce stayed in your master's house. Aye, aye, aye. We stayed there, went to the you game. You never shared a single bed, you said? No, we shared, uh, <laughs> there was four years in a single bed, but one in the days. Uh, so, we went up the booze in the morning, local pub, with a few beers, got in the supporters bus. Wow. Uh, went through at the game. I'm not going to tell you what team are in it. It's, we were it. Uh, what was the score in the game? I think it was 5-1. 5-1? I think it was 5-1, I think it might be the New Year's Day game. I think Celtic scored first and... I think Ray Wilkins scored a great volley. Something reminds uh, me of that anyway. So we go to the Ibrox and a guy comes out with two tickets. One for the Celtic and one for the Ranger and they got me. I went, can he do that? So I went in whatever end I was going in and he took him through the tunnel and let him climb the wall the end I was in. Aye, aye. And it was just, he couldn't believe it. And Rangers, love it, huh? Oh, I love it. you know say Rangers try to sign him? Rangers try to sign him a few times. A few times Rangers try to sign him but his missus Liz, yeah, she was from real down south and she wouldn't move any further north. Right. Uh, so did the, did the nickname fit the profile then? He was only on the pitch. Only, only on the, the pitch. pitch only on the pitch. Off the pitch, quiet, into his music. Massively into his music and massively into Marilyn Monroe. Anything about Marilyn Monroe. Was he? Not many people know that. Aye. But uh, he was a psycho on the oh, pitch. I've been saying it. Ask Kevin Gallagher. Kevin Gallagher used to play with Coventry at the time and he'd be playing wide right and I'd be standing before kickoff. And Gallagher would say to me, I'm getting out of the left as quick as possible. <laughs> and so did Ted McMahon. Yeah. Ted McMahon, you, oh, it's terrifying him. Terrifying How him. How was he, was he that? Was oh, his tackles that? Oh, aye. Yeah, you seen his well, like over the top? No, 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 just through you. Right. See things that you know, people go through you and you got a red card and a yellow card. I was just part and parcel then. Yeah, you just go back. See, see the thing is, right, see, so she growing up, obviously I remember more... I remember more like late nineties, sort of mm, early nineties, and uh, I actually seen a video on YouTube the other day, right? And it was, you love a YouTube I know, video. I love it, love it, right? <laughs> was that but a funny one? But get it, right? <laughs> so it's the first game that Roy Keane plays for Man U against Wimbledon, <laughs> and it was Vinnie Jones. Jones Roy Keane. Come up and so see, what, see what I'm saying is, we grew up in the nineties, and you remember some of Roy Keane's tackles. See Vinnie uh-huh. Jones, what he was doing to Roy Keane over this ninety minutes. But to be fair, Roy Keane was just getting up every tackle. Well, see Roy Keane. This is, this is an art. Oh, because he was at Forest, wasn't he? Aye. Oh, Roy Keane came, tra- came into training for Cobb Ramblers. So nobody knew who this kid was. And he was a skinny, lean kid. When well, you're watching him training and he's getting bad, isn't he? People on that. So I remember going to watch the, a reserve game on a Monday night up at Arnold or someplace in Nottingham. And this kid's playing. He's playing wide right. And I'm saying, he's no bad, by the way. He's all right. So next morning, we were travelling uh, up to Liverpool. We were playing Liverpool away. And we get to gets to the hotel and all that, in the hotel, all this stuff, stay over, go to Anfield to play. And the kid's sitting in the dressing room. And I can see how the first team boys really looking, what's he doing here? Mm-hmm. And the gaffer says, right, we changed the team, he's playing. And that was him in the team and never, ever came out of it. 
Was wow. that just felt like his training as uh, soon as he... And we played that. I made my debut that, uh, at Liverpool as well. I made my debut at Anfield and he, he made his debut at Anfield. Oh, so you made your debut as a centre-back? No, no, I've made mine before. Oh, right. What age would Roy Keane have been then? Probably about 18, I'd say. Like 18. That. I mean, he'd only played in a reserve game on Monday night. I think that's maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Probably Wednesday night. And he was sitting there and he played. And he played wide right. But that was him in the team and he never, ever came into it. Imagine him playing wide right, though. You just always think him as a centre midfielder. Like, did he hit a tricker at No, but oh, even, he could run. Ah, uh, even back then, it was third uh, man running in the uh, boat. Uh, back goes, was Ireland used to send like conveyor belts of kids out of clubs uh, and they were all fucking decent. We used yeah. to get them all the hardy time. Clubs, uh, was they were like Irish just boys. natural. Uh, they didn't uh, they give a shit. There was none of this. You get like five, with them, no, was there was none. When you get five or six and come from like Dublin, you think. They're all good, and then you get the odd one come from Scotland, and they were all right. Yeah. And they thought, God, these Irish kids are taking all because the youth team used to be full of Irish kids, honestly. The scouts were always there, man. Yeah. Because, you know, you know what you're getting. Yeah. And Roy was, you could see right away. You, what you type could, of guy was he to have a bat in? Oh, he was, a, he was a, just a, a typical young boy in a big city, you know, trained brilliantly and loved life to the full. Did he love a pint of him? Oh, he liked a pint, aye. aye. Would you take him out? Nah, we've been out a few times together when we were young. You know, he was big pals with. He stayed in a house with uh, Sean Deitch. Did he? Big Mark Crossley. Did Sean Deitch have that jacket back? Still had that jacket. Big Norm. He's a great guy. Didn't say Sean Deitch had that goatee when he was twelve. He went for under thirteen. He still had that ginger goatee. He was my boot boy. He used to do my boots. He was done my boots. I Sean. Then I ended up working work for him at Waterford. Did you? That's what happens. That's what happens. Hey, what were you doing for about Watford? I was doing uh, scouting, match analysis, helping with the reserves, everything like that. Ross Wilson had went there. And Ross worked for us at Falkirk. Yeah. Ross worked for us at Falkirk, ended up at Watford. And when I left Hibs, you know, and he, he knew I, was, I loved the recruitment, I loved going to watch games and that. So I went down, spoke to Sean, and I worked there for a year before the Italians came in and bought it. And then Sean left and Zola went in. But it was brilliant. And Sean Dyche a top man? Sean Dyche, unbelievable. Great, fantastic. Well, really just, like, I, I just a, an honest, honest guy who has got time for everybody and just a, a brilliant guy. See, you could probably compare the job he's done at Burnley Mate, to somebody again, the budget for the day they, they were in the Premier League. I know for a fact that they had the lowest budget and some of the some of the wages they were paying the top players compared to other clubs, and they stayed in the league for. Well, I think they went down, didn't they? Came straight back up and then they've been in the, the, the league again for about five, six years. Keep a team in the league with Scotty Arfield in the Premier League. Well, Arfield scored, the, scored the first goal. He scored the first <laughs> Did goal. Did you sell Arfield to him then because of your relationship with him? Do you know that your background, though? No, no, no. <laughs> that's his job. Do you know that your background? He's trying to go on this with Scotland. He's been fun, didn't he? I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you. Arfield left Huddersfield. Arfield signed for Huddersfield. And you've got him to trial at Burnley? He phoned me. Arfield was getting released and he phoned me. I was his guitar. He phoned me and he says to me, look, I'm struggling for a club. You know, MD's looking for somebody. I says, leave it with me. I phoned Sean. I says to Sean, look, I've got this kid. I says, I think he's brilliant. I think his energy, his enthusiasm, he can play. He says, we're in the Premier League now. I says, go and do us a favour. I says, he's no far for you. Go and give him a trial. Go and bring him in for a couple of days. Three days later, Sean phoned me back. He says, I love him. I'm taking him to Ireland. He'll play in a, a game pre-season. I think he scored in that game. Uh, in the pre-season, Sean phoned says, look, I'm going to sign him. I'm going to sign him and give him a chance and the rest is history. Oh, right. Super you know. was, the, was the game against Chelsea? Or yeah, oh, he, he scored the first goal in the Premier League. That, but wow. he's a, a hero down there because I think he scored, Blackburn's a big local derby. Aye, he scored there as well. And he scored there as well. So, you know, 
Because I remember that time he phoned me, me and him had, I'd left Swindon, he just left Huddersfield, and he's like, mate, I'm going to go and sign for Southend. And I was like, mate, Southend were in trouble at the time, money wise. I was like, do not sign for Southend, oh. mate. They're, they're toiling. Are they trying to sign you? Eh? Were they trying to sign you? Trying to sign me, yeah. He was going to sign me, Falkirk. Aye, ah, we were going As to a sign kid. you. Oh, I used to pop his Falkirk team off a pitch on my youth team, eh? Aye. Oh, <laughs> no, we were trying to build a reserve team. We thought you'd be a good captain. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, no, that can wear well. You might have been coming through now. <laughs> who, who, so it was you that told you you not to sign us, wasn't it? No, the two has looked at you in your body shape. Uh, I thought, no. <laughs> you thought, right, you? I thought, <laughs> no, he's not a Kevin McBride. No, get, no, didn't say that. Come on, he'll <laughs> be watching this. By the way, you mentioned that you were, you were touching on Stuart Pearce, a teammate. Was there not a story back in the day about you doing a bit of a labouring on the, on the side? Uh, it wasn't a labour. Stuart was an electrician with, in London. And he, he played for Coventry. He got signed for Coventry. I think Bobby Gold signed him for Coventry. Goldie. So, Welsh. He says to me, one day he says, uh, you need to help me out tomorrow. Wednesday was a day off. Well, sometimes we've got three, four days off. We never played much. Nah. Uh, I says, what, we don't go into the pub? Because we always went to a pub when we were a day off, eh? That's what you did in the yeah. days. He says, no, he says, uh, I've got a job today and you need to come and help me. That's what you did. He says, I'm rewiring the house out at Nuneaton. One of the ex-directors of the company has asked me to do it and I promised him I'd do it. He says, but I need somebody to help me. I said, I couldn't wire a plug. He says, I'm going to need you, but that loft, pulling cables up. And that's what we've done. You know. Was he playing for England at the time? Aye. Aye. That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. He, he, he's, he's still not been paid. Stuart Pearce. He's in at West Ham now, isn't he? Aye. Aye, he's in there. He's in there. He's in there with Moisey. What about, come on, what about, what's your favourite club story? What's some of the funny things he said? Oh, some of the, some of the stuff, brilliant. I remember, uh, we're playing Arsenal one day and we're getting beat 2-0 and we're getting barred at home. We're getting barred. We come in and Every time you come in, you just pick your drinks up and you come in, you sat down, you put a towel over your knee and you just sat with your feet down. And he would just say one or two things. But this day, we get in and he says, right, get in that corner. Grown adults, we always in this corner and they picked up the teapot and threw the teapot at us. <laughs> just threw the teapot and it scoped everywhere. He says, right, get back out. So we just went back out and we were on the pitch for ages. I think Charlie Nick was playing for Arsenal at the time. We go back out and we won 3-2 and we came back in and we're all sitting again. And he says, well, He's learned one thing. A good cup of tea can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I would love him to fling a pot of tea here oh, right now. And yes. I need a bowl of ice cream to warm me up. I think somebody does add the slit, flings a pot of tea on his face the, before he comes Remember in. Remember when <laughs> we played at Birmingham and we got battered. Oh, we got, we got battered. Sweeney's face there, look. <laughs> I think Sweeney's, Sweeney's hiding from me. He's sitting scared of it. London to Edinburgh here, Amsterdam. I think that's the flight you took not to be here. Sweeney. Do you know that Amsterdam story? Yeah. Who uh, <laughs> Listen, everybody knows that. Who is that? So, uh, so Birmingham. Birmingham beat us 3 0. So we're on the bus on the way back, and the boys are moaning about the hotel and the food and all the usual stuff. And he comes up the bus and he says, Oh, the hotel was poor, the food was poor, the beds were poor. And by the way, he just didn't pay for it. The club paid for it all. He says, 8 o'clock Monday morning. 8 o'clock? So we all goes in at 8 o'clock Monday morning. You go to walk into the first team dressing room, away dressing room, doing where all the kids were. You go in there, all your gear's in there. Kids are all up in the first team dressing. He says, you've been assigned players. You will do the kids' duties this week and they will act like the first team. No way. I swear to God. So you're going up and I've got three wee guys here. <laughs> got a wee, wee guy, wee boy Brown, Sean Brown. Brilliant. Comedian. 
says to me, Chipper, he says, uh, bring my copas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring, bring his copas in. And he says to me, any chance of polishing them? <laughs> polishing them, right? Way back out. Comes back, he says, get us a tea. Get you a tea. I'm sitting there saying, I'll get you a tea. All right. <laughs> I, goes, I goes to go to the door and he says, no, I'll make it coffee. <laughs> and we've done that for a week. We've done all the kit. We've done the boots. We took the markers down. We set up. It was role reversal. Wow. Appreciate what you've got. Uh-huh. Appreciate what you've got. Why you try to do that now? Oh, mate, you couldn't do that now. Could no. you? Please, we just tell you to fuck off. She's some of my best memories of your football. That was honestly well dangerous. Uh-huh. Like, I know it sounds uh-huh. daft, uh-huh. but no, it was. See some of the stories you used you to think have. They don't do that. What do you, you do? Say? What do you do when you win a cup? I don't know. I've never fucking won an mm. chipper. No. You tell me. No, I've never won a reserve cup. Oh, no, I won. <laughs> I won League Two. Uh, league Two. Played at Wembley. Won the League Cup. I won the League Cup, so we're on the bus, we'll go to the trophy and all that. But he wouldn't allow you to have an organised night out. Yep. The club never organised nothing. He thought, get him to your missus and that, blah, blah, blah. If he's wanting to go to somebody's house, go to that, do whatever you want. But he loved being on the bus with the boys. He'd be down the front having a drink with his pals and that, and we'd be up the back. So we win. So on the way back, he comes off the motorway for East Midlands and then in Orno. But we go to the airport and then we park up. We park up at the airport and we're sitting there for ages. And he comes up the buses. He's like, see the aeroplanes, lad. Look at the aeroplanes. He says, enjoy it. because we'll soon be gone on holiday. And we sat in the airport watching the aeroplanes. <laughs> well, after he'd won the league, you sat and watched the aeroplanes. For about an hour. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh. I can smell something. Hey, what is yeah. that? What's that smell? There's a man. has got balls. You've done that. Oh, I get it. I've never slagged you. I swear to God. I never him. See, when I was a kid growing up, you got battered with managers, right? And see, even before that, the school teacher told you what to do. Your mum and dad told you, make your bed, do the dishes, light the fire. Yep. See now, you get asked to do it. Mm. Would you mind making your, your bed? Would you mind doing the dishes? Aye. Would you mind doing your homework? The world's changed. And you, you've got to be careful how you speak to kids now because they're not used to getting told to do things. You know, and they think they're getting picked on. Would you, you ran on a raver? Me, I ran on a raver. After game, didn't it? Nah. Nah, there's no point. Nah. Kung Fu kicked the, the tactic board once. Did you? Aye. Aye, but it was that <laughs> what, what game was that? Can you remember? Uh, probably the night we beat Rangers 1 on. Yes. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> come through kicking at you anyway. Oh, you didn't take long there, Paul. <laughs> Don't worry, I was on the bench. So <laughs> Say like two attempts to one. What about your. Uh, like, remember the radio? How good was that when he was radio? Oh, oh, man, just because we're fucking hammering. I loved that. Was you that playing game so, or was that you telling the truth for that? I was telling the truth. Brilliant. Telling the truth. Did you actually. Can't say I don't tell the truth? No, but sometimes you need to probably white lie, don't you, with the media? Well, you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> did you actually phone the, the referee Crawford that you said about five times or something? I, I did. I did. What had happened? The referee gave two. Same referee gave two penalties against us for similar incidents. And he told me why. I said, okay, I accept that. No problem. But I watched him batting against Aberdeen that, in the, that morning before we played in the afternoon. And the same referee never gave him a batting a penalty for what he was going to do. I remember it. I remember it. And that's what it says. I don't know what a penalty is. Yeah. What the F's a penalty? We're only F in Hamilton, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't have swore. But I'm not. Do I regret it? Not one bit. Yes, Brian, you're a man of the people. I like that. What about this referee that gave me two red cards last year? Got six game man, came up to his before the game Saturday, went, ah, by the way, I got that decision completely wrong. What the one he Does said? Does that make you feel worse? I was like, we appealed, but we appealed it. 
So, Actually, you know had never appealed to get you played in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Mack was like, no, Jimmy Mack never done it. Somebody He's telling me that. You see the ref, it's obviously apologising for that. Is he no part of the appeal process? Fuck it. So, see, you tell me, so Kevin. So, see, go for appeal. Did they not, the ref not come in and say, I maybe did get that wrong? Or is it free that. fucking... But, uh, I just that's think that's they can't... Even after my, my red thing, card yeah. at Aberdeen, I cut out school, like, everyone, like, even, like, people that spoke to you, maybe refs and they said, like, ah, it's probably not a red card. Oh, Jenkins could appeal. Nah, you'll know when I appeal. But you're so it's not a red card. It's all about opinions. So, did you get done for that, your interview? Aye. Aye, I got it. Fine. No, no, you can't find somebody that doesn't get paid much. Uh, I got a four-game ban, two suspended, but it was brilliant. Because you had phone me, he says, I'm going to back you up in the press. So he backed me up in the press and he got banned as well. Did he? Aye. Did he get banned for speed? He backed me up as well. Something <laughs> happened to him as well with uh, Ross County against Tibbs, where I think Boyle had been booked and he dived. And the referee let him away with it. So he, he says, I'm going to back you up and back me up. The two has got banned, so... Second last game of the season, the twos had to win, we're playing each other. He was in one stand and I was in the other stand. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. See, just on like modern day coaching, Jimmy yeah. Mack was telling me about Clough. Nay coaching. Nay co- nay, so you, you won two European nothing. Cups with nay coaching? Nay coaching, nay set plays, nothing. How? Training was the same every day. And you'd go down, you'd only 16 players in the days. Roughly. Because no. you'd only two subs, three subs, one sub, whatever it was. And you'd do a warm-up. And the warm-up was took with the, the captain. You come out the warm up and you do two eights, tunnel ball, old and young. It was old and young, old ones bibbed up or young ones bibbed up, or we railies and teamed. Then you'd go in and play eight aside with the nine aside. The goalies would come and play, but no big goals, hockey goals, oh. hockey goals. And we'd just play. That's all we'd do. And never in six and a half years done set plays, throw ins, crossing and finishing, shooting, nothing. Wow. You'd done that after it on your own. No tactics. You used to get a shout, play forward, turn. I knew when I played wide, I had to cross at front post. I always had to hit front post. And the strikers knew, get front post, get front post. Remember playing one day, and I put three back posts, and I came in at half time, I said, I'm going to get barred here. And I sat down, and he just looked at me and went like that. Scotsman, you know the rules. I says, front post. He says, you know the consequences? I says, I know. Ten minutes at the second half, one back post. Ah. Half. So we're playing Aston Villa on the Friday night, and I'm like, ah, I'll not be playing. No chance I'm going to be playing. But when we finished training the Thursday, the team went up, a wee sheet went up, the team went up, playing. Oh, great, so we're at Villa Park. And we're coming down the, Villa Park used to come down the stairs and up the stairs to go into the pitch. I'm coming down the stairs. And just to get the top of the stairs, I'm beside Nigel. And they only ever called Nigel centre forward or number nine. Never called That's people his son, obviously. Aye, never called him by their name. And he says, come here, used to. He says, Nigel, and centre forward, play wide. You play through the middle. I'll give you a shout when to change. 87 minutes. <laughs> 87. I've never played up there in my life ever. Paul McGrath, Derek Manfield, kicking hell out of me. Honestly, I said, what the hell's going on here? The boys are all looking. I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And we won one, man. Couldn't you wait to go? 87 minutes, change. Right, so <laughs> goes down the stair at the end of the game, up the stair, when I get in the dressing room, gear off, goes to get in the showers. And he's lying in the bath with a bottle of beer. He says, well, Scotsman, did you learn anything tonight? I says, aye, gaffer. Front post, front post. <laughs> <laughs> so he was yeah, just pure, not really much coaching, but man management, just another level. Nobody coached. Nobody coached. There was oh, no so coaching. Nobody coached by no. So Jenkins gone a bit mad now, the coaching. I think, yeah, aye, I think he can go overcoached. But I see players now who are brown at running with the ball. Now we want them to run with and play one-twos or come inside and there. I watched Ryan Kent. 
see yesterday for a spell, when he just stayed wide and he gave him the ball, he was electric. But everybody comes inside now and crowds everything. Mm. Natural talent, I think, is there for a reason and it can get coached at you. But did are you? I know about that, Slaney. Absolutely. Yeah. I ran my game. See, did you, were you on the training pitch actually coaching? Sorry if this has been asked, but no. I just want to. So did, were you a coach coach? Like, I, I love the coaching. But so who, where did you get that feeling of you never grew up as a player? I don't, I just, I don't know. Jim Jeffrey gave me a chance to get into coaching uh, at Falkirk, take the reserves while I was playing in the first team. Kevin Drinkle used to take the reserves. And I used to just go and watch the reserves all the time as well because I love the football. And Kevin Drinkle moved on to Sterling Albany as manager. And Jim Jeffrey says, look, you go to all the games, dip your toe in, come on, get involved. And that was it. And for there, it just, the game was changing. Mm-hmm. Tactics were coming into a lot more. Systems were coming into a lot more. And it's just, I love all that. Mm. It's challenging yourself. <clears throat> Challenging trying to get good sessions. They're none better than walking off and thinking that was a great good session. session. So, yeah, on, that was good. so on that, on that, like the, the coaching side, the tactic side of things, how has it changed with Clough being able to win two Union Cups, no doing that, and then managers trying fucking every tactic in the world and not getting anywhere? It's players. Like I always say, like to Simon, like a lot, a lot is about how you speak to people, how Aye. you get the best out of people. And obviously, that group of Nottingham Forest players must have just known. You all know your individual role, and you knew the consequences if you didn't do your role. Your job, uh-huh. yeah. But well, that's but that's, that, that's how it should be, surely. Aye, well, every team back then just played four four two, didn't they? Aye, it wasn't it was even four four formations. Four four two. I think I think now it's expected. Aye. You know, there's more exposure now in world football. On your TV and whatever you've got, Sky and whatever. YouTube. Thing. You can watch that, YouTube. And Selene, once you got to tell you about watch that. Lemon party. And we see all the different systems and we see all this and people think they've got to come up with something different. Yeah. What did Burnley play? Four, 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 what did they do? Get the ball away and get it in the box. Mm. If you don't cross it, you're not going to score. You know, and they've yeah. been successful. Success is staying in the Premier League for them. Mm. You know, so I take it Sean's took a lot of that for you, but, uh, but Jimmy Mack said that sorry about that. Even a flight from the did. I know. Flight under under, under Simeone have been four four two But Archie uh, Gemma Cham- Champions League finals under the belt in the Ligas. <laughs> Archie Gemma would try and do a bit of coaching and Clough would just tell him to pick your cones up. Aye, 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 aye. Don't coach them, Archie. Don't coach them. I don't need coach. He, he liked a walk, didn't he? Not a bacon no, or a game of cricket or that as well. Oh, it was brilliant. When I used to be at Hibs, right, we'd be up after seat on a Monday morning running. Up after seat doing on the track on a Monday, into the gym, that was your Monday. Tuesday, up after seat, doing on the track, bit of football, get battered, battered. I went to Forest and you, right, let's go, go a wee jog, ah, stop, stop, let's go for an ice cream. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Mark will tell you, okay, we'd all be sitting in the grass, sunny day, having an ice cream. Right, okay, that'll do the day, lads, it's too hot to train. Things like that. We would go abroad, we'd go to Sweden a lot, and we would go uh, maybe for 16 days and play 10 games. But it wouldn't have any subs. So I love when we'd play the first night, and if, if you're winning four, two, three, four, nine, you'd start taking players off. So you'd end up 11 v 7, 11 v 8, and you got your fitness day and all that. It was mental. I'd never seen anything like this. Imagine that happening in the modern players wouldn't they? No, they wouldn't be dating. No, no, no. I've heard, you know what? I've heard these boys very similar. I've got a couple of obviously mates that have played with him button and whatnot and heard he's like if you win he's, he's saying to all the boys right everybody in the pub for 8 o'clock Saturday night you've got Sunday Monday off and then training's like sort of yeah. just off the cuff it could change all the well, time he's probably to, got off his dad very very similar you know we used to we went away away games we went up, stayed in a hotel every away game right 
We'd meet in a wee Italian restaurant in Nottingham, get a bite to eat, a glass of wine, own the bus, get to the hotel, you knew the rules, up, oh, drop your bags off, get down to the bar. <laughs> you get down to the bar and everybody had to be there. And you, you all got a half pint of beer. You weren't allowed a pint, because when people see you with a pint, oh, look at them drink. If somebody's got a half pint, you know? So you got a half pint and three or four of the boys didn't really drink. Nigel didn't drink, so somebody got his half pint. You know what like it is, yeah. yeah. When we got the room, you got the room and maybe a couple of bottles of wine, eh? This and that. Before you know it, yeah. Boy, you were missing it. But just a nice wee gobble. Uh, he always thought that it relaxed you, having a wee drink, and you get to sleep. That. You've all heard the story about when they came to play Celtic, going to David Hayes pub. Boys were in there. I remember we come up to play in the, the tenants, it was near tenants sixes, it might have been the tenants sixes at the SECC, and we travelled up for Watford. And we stayed at the hotel just down there, across near at the Marriott at night. Yeah. And the Sunday morning, she says, right, we'll go walk. I said, it's no far gaff out of where we're going to play tonight. Oh, we'll go walk down there. So we're, we're walking. And I says, we're in there, we're walking back. And this boy's whitewashing his pub. I'll never forget it. He's up in the ladder, whitewashing pub and coffee. He says, are you open? The boy went, no. Aye. <laughs> as soon as he says. And opened it. This must have been about back at 11. And right. the games at night? Uh, it was the 10 at 6 or something, you know, yeah. so probably started about half 6 or something right. like that. I remember, we never left here. We were in there, and he says to me and somebody else, you just go back to the hotel and tell the kit man to get the stuff in the bus and we'll meet you in there. And we just went out for a walk, went there, the boys were bevied and went to that. I swear, I am not brilliant by the... In the back of the day, oh, I could have done it at the same time. Clubs done it, you're living it. You I, I, I was, like, when I first started out, you know, I'm me, Kev. Come down, Steve Davis, yeah. That's interesting. Right. But I was coming, I was taking out a team, so like, so Niall Quinn and Steve Bold and guys oh. that aren't your team, they were still doing yeah. that. They were still part of that mm. 80s, 90s culture. Had a night out with Boldy, he can drink it. Hell, oh, man. I played with Stoke. Boldy is an ex Stoke player, he was there. Had a night out in Stoke. Oh, Jesus. I he tried. Was He's a bit like David Weir. Big hollow legs. Is he right? Oh, big horse. Can drink all day. Oh, I know how he wipes his ass. See, see, confident you're drinking. Is he good comp? Is he? Does, does he just sit? See, when you're all sitting, is it him that's constantly talking? No, he just sits. Just he, sits. Aye, aye. He just sits and watches. Saw everything that was going on. Did he? Everything. It what was a great, genius. great company, you know. Oh, and we used to go abroad maybe four or five times a year. And you go, ah, oh, yeah, we're going away. We're going on Monday, lads. We're going to Kalamalaw. Always went to Kalamalaw or Tenerife. We're going Monday. Oh, well, are you a dancer? And there'll be no training. <laughs> so we're always going to be the first game back. And then, I remember once you went, we're going after the Spurs game, playing Spurs in the quarter-final, semi-final, League Cup. She says, we're going after that, we're going to Tenerife. We drew the first game, replay, where we might be in Tenerife. Yeah, we're like, I'll be that off. He says, don't worry. He says, uh, I'm still going to Tenerife. The wife's will go. You'll go, do the Spurs, win that, and you can fly out the next day. And that's exactly what happened. So he never went to the game? No. He went to Tenerife? Aye. He took the, wi he took the wives, him and his wife, and that took all the wives and girlfriends to Tenerife. We went, we went to White Harland, Ronnie Fenton, Lee McCain. We did, went, they actually get, did it come out? Like, did, did the public know that he'd went to Tenerife for a wife? Yeah. We won it White Harland that night. We flew out the next day to Tenerife and had a week in nothing. Oh, that's that's genius, brilliant. I'd love to. Did you take a look for him man management style? I don't think you can copy. You know, no, I think I don't think no. You, no, you could never copy anything like that. That's a one-off. That's 
That's imagine you've done that in Hamilton, boys. At Tenerife the night before. I would never go back. I'd still be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, imagine we could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Was he a genius then, Chipper? Simple, simplified it. See when you think about it, simplified it. You know, pass it, play forward, run forward. Just simple things. Mm. You just knew what was right and what was wrong. He's what talk about the weekend's games. We've not even spoke about. I know. I'm not even mentioning them. Maybe should we scan over them? Uh, we'll scan over them. Go for us. You were at the game, Chipper. So last, who was last at the Rangers game? You were at the Rangers game yesterday. What's your thoughts over the, the piece? Uh, I thought they started the game really well. Got two in front, then got a wee bit complacent. Aribo's goals are belter, isn't it? Great finish. I think the first two goals were good um, goals. Two good goals. You know, aye. When I feel coming into the team, obviously I talk about Scott because I know him well. I know his strengths and his strengths getting beyond mm. strikers. You know, it's, it's a dying breed. It's a great ball for Tavernier. You know, good touch, good finish. A rebel goal is sensational. Mm. And I think it, it got a wee bit easy for them. They got complacent. And I'm a great believer, once you start getting slack, it spreads quickly. And I think Goldson started that. Uh, Livy got themselves back in the game. And Alan McGregor had an unbelievable save. Unbelievable save. And I think if that one they went in, it could have went either way. Mm. And I expected Levitt to come out all guns blazing second half. And for 10 minutes they did without having any chances. But Rangers got control of the game. They got control of the game. Uh, uh, last 20, sort 30 minutes. Aye, sort it comfortably. But they got a wee scare. But I thought the first 20, 25 minutes they were exceptional. I seen Aribo doing things yesterday. I seen, him, I seen him running forward without the ball. Well, I've, mm-hmm. I've not seen him before. I seen Kent second half for 25 minutes getting on the ball and getting at him. And I thought, I'm not... I think Hadji's done okay for Rangers. I think he's just done okay. I think there's a lot more to come. But see, yesterday, I saw wee bits of him. I thought, wow, look mm. at you. So I think there's definitely a change here. Do you think Patterson could play higher up? Has he been coming on there for Van Bronckhorst? Has he been bringing him up? Aye, well, I, I, I think, this. see, when Van Bronckhorst first got the job, my big thing was, like, he's taken over a team that was obviously really successful this year. Sort of slow start to the season, oh, struggling in certain so. games. Will there be much changes? I think two things with Rangers so far this year. Started games poorly. I think they went one 0 down six consecutive games. Set pieces. I think they've been they've been poor this year. And then obviously another thing is he's came in and he sort of changed the shape. He went to a four two three one. When you're saying the Aribo, for me Aribo's been Rangers' best player this year. And I think even the first two games started both games extremely well. Started the Sparta game early, got an early goal. Started the Levy game early, got an early goal. Scored for set pieces. And I think you, you touched on it earlier, Ryan Kent. I think one thing about Ryan Kent is, and we talked we've talked about it before how good he was last year. Getting the ball at feet, driving it back fours, he's, he's arguably the best in the league at it. We're playing in the new system at wide left. Good tactics for Rangers yesterday. When they're getting the ball on the right hand side with Tavernier or Arfield or that, rather than Kent being in the field and Barisic going, yeah. Kent held the width. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the second goal was a bit of that. It went there and it eventually got out to him. Then they played the wee combination play. But there's definitely been tactical switches and you can't I, ask for any better than I've done. I would much rather my, my winger gets it up there than my fullback does. Listen, Liverpool did unbelievably threatening. That's what Andrew was saying, wasn't it? Andrew was saying that about the yeah. yeah. But I would much rather my winger gets oh, it in the final third rather than my fullback. Oh, listen, it works. I mean, Liverpool did brought me Trent and all that things, you know what I mean? So it does work with the fullbacks up there. But for me, I like my better players receiving it then. And getting See when Ryan Kent does, stays high and wide mm-hmm. and he gets the ball and does a simple thing, a wee trick, get past, get a yard, put it in, or cuts back inside and whips in. See if he continues just to keep doing that weekend week out. Somebody takes him because <laughs> see when you're putting volume or quality into box, box, box. Who's the best Scottish winger we can think of? Pat Nevin. <laughs> what about John Robertson? 
Mm-hmm. Tom Roberts, not a player. Used to get the ball, half a yard, cross it. See, you make the teams defend constantly. At some point, your striker's going to get the end of the ball or the defender's just going to crack. But you knew Rangers were getting complacent when Conor Goldson came out for the second half with David Martin Del Chino's on. I know, that was bad. You just Borrowed him after you for last week, Matt. <laughs> Playing the full second half of the But they seem to be struggling with long balls as well. Rangers ah, defensively. Defensively. See, it be fair, see, it be fair. Listen, see if it was the other way about, and that was a Rangers player that played that ball at the top and they scored. You'd be talking about how good a pass yep. it was. So you've got to say for the boy, it was a great pass. But I think one thing point, I'll say, yeah. you do watch you know the think, Do you not know think Golson's just want to make Greasy look good? Ah, he's trying oh, to make him get he, a couple he, of saves. I pause it. One's grass stains on the Chino's, doesn't he? Just wants <laughs> to slide, slide a bit. I think if you, you know how Livy play, they can be, they switch up and they can be a, a bit direct sometimes. When the boy takes the ball, he's touch. As I said, ah, if you've got to get in position, anticipate that ball. So the will be okay. Livingston will be okay. You think so, Chipper, eh? They've got a bit of but you st- You're starting to say that about everyone now, though, because look, look at Dundee at the weekend. You look at Dundee and you think they'll be all right. Ross County, mate. Ross County, mate. Do you know the last few games? No? I'm not sure. Right, I'm okay. Sure. I'm not sure. But I think I think everyone can beat everyone on yeah, the other side. been proven this year. Yeah. It's already been proven. Dundee United beat Rangers, didn't they? Yeah. Early on. I think it's with the Dundee result. Nobody's seen that coming, especially after Mullerwell and Bacca beating Hibs and, no, Hibs, Aberdeen and Hearts. Hearts. You're thinking to yourself, surely home, like that's a pretty straightforward result for Motherwell, but to be fair to Dundee, they were actually see, decent. But see if you're not at it in this league, see if you're not at it, you'll know yourself, Andy. You were talking about the Saman game on Saturday, mm-hmm. you use. See if you are not at it, you'll get beat. Mm. Aye. Who I'm, used to, sorry, Andy, who used to see the, the touchline? Who used to annoy you about managers used to go on your tits? Just to get on your tits. Uh, Any manager like I'll, 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 By the way, I'll say one as hey, a you, 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 one, but he's not what I say. Nah, I don't like the controversial. Mm. I'll tell you right now what. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wright used to have a wee go at me. Did you? Aye, Tommy, but he's a good man. He's a good man. See outside the park, these things happen. I love that, aye. But it's everything else. See once your whistle blows. That's it done. That's it done and dust. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. say one as a as a player, right? And it's nothing against the guy at all, but see Stephen Robinson when he was a Motherwell manager. <laughs> he's the most vocal manager of Martin Day was up there as well, by the way. David Geezer, aye. 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 But, but David does it to win. But Stephen aye. Robinson I, I just think would pick a player on the pitch and have a go for 90 minutes. What? Is it an opposing player? No, no, no. So like I remember when we played Motherwell, right? And they had a Spanish boy in centre mid. His first name was Alex. The only reason I know that is because he fucking shouted Alex for 90 minutes. Don't his second name. And the full yeah, the 90 day. minutes, all you could hear, <laughs> you could hear was Stephen Robson just getting on this <laughs> Alex boy. Alex! Alex! Fucking pass forward, Alex! And for 90 minutes. Just and I remember him. being the same last time. The Motherwell manager, right? Now had the wee tough start, didn't he? He got, uh, he got a few. Uh, he, he got a few. Aye, he got sent off against us when we were at Hamilton. Did he? Aye. What for gaining the ref a bit? Now call me your redhead. <laughs> Did he call you a ginger bastard? Was that the flight? Yeah, the flight version. I told him I was strawberry blonde as well. <laughs> you know? Uh, certainly got over the line against Aberdeen. How big a win was that? I'll tell you what, see the second goal? They didn't score it la- uh, last year. Because when they lost the ball, they were terrible to get Can you give back. me a match support, Simon? I've obviously been away, so if you can tell I me. Say like a 20 support. shots on goal, six on target. I think dominated. But the see, beat, the stats, are, I'm not seeing this game, so I don't know, but the Chelsea Man United game yesterday, the, the stats, are, but Chelsea didn't have a lot of clear cut chances. You think? Well, the Rudiger one was a massive chance. Werner uh, had two good chances. Hudson Adoy's. It's a massive. massive. <laughs> but sometimes stats say, so the Celtic battle them. I don't think the penalty can be argued. Aberdeen's penalty, but Listen, obviously Kevin Clancy gives a penalty every game. I'm serious. <laughs> Does he? Go and look at Kevin Clancy's record. Last mm-hmm. have a look. Kevin Clancy's very quick at game penalty. Okay, so that's not a criticism. Well it is. So yeah. is that a, is it a penalty Saturday? I think it's a penalty. And it was on Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> 
Is Kelvin be here? I'm just trying to say, but... Chill, you're one of Jovi, you're beside me. I thought I was sorry, Jovi, you're getting me. I said, yes, though, you're such a cop. Probably someone at Davis last week. I don't think it's a penalty, to be honest. Against... But you think it's a penalty, aye? I just think now in football, there's quite any contact in the box of getting penalties. Aye, not for me, though. Not for me. I think, listen, I think... And again, like you said, it's no a criticism, but I think... Sometimes if you played the game, sometimes you can see yeah, as a player, you know he's trying to buy something, yeah, you know no. he's trying to be clever. And to be honest, sometimes it's not really the, the referee's fault because as an attacking player, they've been clever and they bought a, they yeah. bought a contact, they bought a foul. I think that's what Bates has done. I thought he sort of laid his leg out, tried to buy a bit of contact. And, and see, I think this was... See VAR, we all talk about VAR, right? Imagine the game was stopped and you had to analyse that for three, four minutes. It takes away this. The debates, yeah. the yeah. debates about football. Nothing better when you used to go play, get into the pub at night, and your pals would yeah. all be talking about something. And it was a debate about football. See now, it's a debate about VAR. I know, but even the VAR, VAR, VAR still get it wrong. Oh, they get that's it wrong. See, that's, that's the thing. See like, exactly what you said there, right? I spoke about this before. See, growing up, everything I remember about growing up, so obviously routine used to go to the games with family and whatnot, and they would all go back to the, the pub after the game. Every debate, was, every debate was about a referee. Uh, every debate. Yeah. It was about decisions, the referee was poor, the referee, blah, blah, blah. And that was, like you said, that's, that's all you remember. That's what people, as much as, yeah, you might see referees not, not get too much wrong, but let's be honest, fans love to batter referees. You no, love man. to have debates about Listen, would, you be a referee? would you be a referee? No, I wouldn't. No right. chance. I keep saying that to them. I keep, maybe I should be a referee. They get well paid for it. Oh, they no, get a few quid, I don't know. They don't hate me. Uh, no, no, you're no, right. Because I speak uh, my mind. I just speak my mind about it. I think a fucking choker. So that's just how I see it. It's I've not gone that far. Nah, no. I've got a job. That's completely order for you. I can't believe you said that. That's right, job. He's trying to make no one get me a job. It's weekend week out and we're talking about referees. I never listen, but he'd be quite honest. They're under so much pressure. No, 100%. I used to quote you. See the media. What the referees do? Can I honestly say as well that see referees in England? They're fucking having shockers. I know. And they'd be What do referees do in their spare time? Fucking hide in a cave. What'd you think? That's Bobby. I couldn't have asked him. Go to trim his beard and pink my suit. Yeah, he's pink my suit. Watch YouTube. He's up in Andy's spare room, asking. Andy Halliday back in the team. Yes! It's easy. Back for suspension. Back for suspension. Am I booking away for a suspension? Again? Brilliant. Five bookings for the start of the season in January for a suspension. You'll not be playing for now until January. Andy, I'll be alright. Where did you Where did you play on Saturday? Don't mind asking. Was that for you? You drifted out. Is that a shocker? I've seen you drifting inside the pitch. He's obsessed with it. He's obsessed with it. He says he doesn't like the way Ange plays and he's never Robbie's obviously had a look at it and thought Cochrane might go back to Brighton. I better find a left back. He could stick him in there. But see, to be fair, you mentioned it. I've took criticism for saying it. I think Scottish football now is the most competitive it's been Brilliant. in years. And it's going great. off that, going off of St Murna, honestly, St Murna were very good in the first half. It probably deserved to go in at half time ahead, to be honest. If it's not for the big guy at the back, is it? Craig has made some unbelievable saves this year. And Saturday, first half, he's kept us in the game. What's it like him hanging at the back here? It's no great. No, no. no. See, they, they two snooker balls that he puts in the back. It's no great. See, you're up against but Gory, Gory scored. Am I not allowed to finish yeah. the match report? No. We just got to sneak on the match report. It's half time, sorry. Half time report. If you're coming up against Hearts, 
What's your tactic to beat them? Leave Halliday on it. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. She'll want his left foot. <laughs> She'll want his strong foot. <laughs> Drop that one behind him. Okay. And just get at him. Get him. Oh get him. a great shot. Gary. Gary scored. He scored the boy. He's back in the team as well. He's obviously been on the bench a few weeks, not half everything on the bench, but I agree. Uh, Phone Andy Matthews. Jenky had a shandy after it to celebrate. No, it was a few shandies. Pims. Pims and a fruit punch. What about Kinsley's free kick? Unbelievable, honestly. Nice, Stephen. He was a kid at Falkirk when we were in Falkirk. Was he? Before he went, eh. His dad coaches it, used to coach at Falkirk as well. Stephen Ben Kingsley. Stephen was the same team as Young Fulton. Stephen's been there. He's still good part of him. Aye. But uh, second half, second half, we were really good. Could have scored, could have scored a few more. But it was a good, honestly, it was a good game. They're a good ball. team. Kingsley, right now, the best free kick taker in Scotland has mm. to be. You've tipped him for the Scotland squad. Well, you said. Uh, well, I said that uh, obviously there was a report that Tierney could drop out. Left side half, he's he's been flying in that role this year. Suits some playing there. Aye, uh, definitely. Mm, he's great defender, good attribute. He's got a, a great left foot. foot. Really uh, he's, he's got his hands. He's got to cover that left back. Go to have my ability to play less than half an hour, that's for sure. Talking of left backs, how, how is Kieran Tierney alright? Maybe we hear this. I don't know if I can say this. I don't like the name drop, right? We went to the Arsenal game. Right. Guess where I was yesterday? Man, you Chelsea. Oh, who got, he got your ticket? Charlie Gilmer. Did he? Yeah, unbelievable. What a weekend you've had, son. Best puff I've ever had in my life. And I went to a busted greeting Saturday night, which is Lion King. Oh, oh I've seen Lion King. Seen seen song? What's the best no, song in it? Come on. I'll What's the best song? What did I do a song again? It's a circle of life. What did I do a song again? We love fortune. Don't hear how good is that show? Brilliant. It's a bit weird at times. The theatre done there's stuff. They all come out in the aisles and all that, didn't they? They run up and down the aisles. I bust a great at the end. And I do it when. Was it with Fasa? Oh, my Fasa. Do you know great at the football? Nah, that just just, just if the manager told me he was coming on, Tavares, he was he was very good, but Tierney he's not as good as him. But I, um, Tierney will be back in soon, won't he? Is he still sharing that? Arsenal, my brother, never we slaughtered him. Uh-huh. Very good. See if that would have played me. See, to be honest, I actually thought Newcastle were all right as well. Do you think Newcastle were all right at times? Second half. Aye, but I just again that assistant, that Newcastle assistant, Jason Tindall. He's up and touching the whole game. Let the manager be the fi- total pivotal figure. And then the you what? Pivotal. What's the figure? Focal point. Uh, uh, the fight of the pivotal, was that what you tried to say? Mm. They said pivotal. Would you want an assistant number one in your game? No. Not at all. No, no, I don't want any of them. No, you need to call I remember when Rangers beat us at Naham last year. I stood at the front. Did you have any of that? Do give us a me as well. Boozler. Rangers beat us at Naham. I was standing at the front of the dugout now. Grand party, you know, you can't go and hide and yeah, sit down. Yeah. It's easy when you're winning it's still out there. Yeah. It's hard when you get beat. You get beat eight, eight and a half. And I looked at the clock and it says 59 minutes. I turned around to Stephen and I says, hope the rear freeze dislikes it. I think that's 95. I just read away. Oh, please. What do you say after an 8-0 defeat? <laughs> Up the road, boys. Yeah. What can you say? We'd only, we struggled. Only eight fit players. We've tried oh, to get that. Uh, nah, there wasn't really a lot I could say. Uh, keep your thoughts to yourself mm-hmm. I think that's why Scotland boys are so are they, listen because we could beat anyone no, 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 no. <laughs> they're, they're top top players but they're the most humble group you could get so yeah. they're just normal boys oh, I'd right? agree with you 100% so did Tierney come out with you Saturday night? no I know He'd seen Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> so did you meet me, Billy Gold Mercy? Yeah. No. no. None of them meet So I'll get you tickets, but I can't miss. I'll come meet you after the game. Then I see them, but I want that. Best buff they've ever had. Good seats. 
Was that your and 30th ball? 30th. Great 30th. Did you get... Did you say what you said you were going to do up against Sunday? Everybody was only fucking 30. Did you? By the way, boys, what about that? Oh, by the way, see some of the goals as well. Goals are decent. Some of the goals are great. Have you been to Winter Wonderland? Oh, no. God, he's sorry. Pax London now. Sorry. Uh, are you Dundee Mallow? What a game. He watches a scoreboard. Oh, he's done it. That one, he's done it. didn't he? Charlie Adams was joy to watch. Was he? Uh, on the he, he spraying some weight apart, yes. wasn't he? Best set of men in the world. That was Charlie. Oh, well, yeah. No, I'll tell you the best set of men in the world. John Joe Shelby. He's technically Lovely a football player. Joke, he is. by the way. He is technically a Don't know how he's no went further. Anyway, I don't think he's arsed. Matt Ritchie told us Somebody said, who's Matt Ritchie was uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Says if you could actually be bothered, he'd play for a top, top team. Oh, what a player, eh? Yeah. Yeah. There's something about him. Red Tars. He went for Charlton, didn't he? Charlton was a kid. Charlton, that's it. But by the way, talking about the Dundee, I mean, what a shock of the weekend that is, isn't it? Yes. But no, when you look at the both, we see when you look at it in paper, I think Dundee's are up there. They shouldn't be doing the ball. Got a good squad. Great squad. But. Whatever reason it's not been working, but I mean, been but you really you were saying about the big players. Griffiths wasn't playing, never played McGowan either. He Cummins wasn't playing. Cummins wasn't playing either. He put McGowan in, who's very good. Luke McGowan, you've seen uh, him here um, last year. Yeah, Danny Mullins up front, legs up front. The boy Danny Mullins, I noticed him in the playoffs last year. What you got to wonder five feet five to play for him? Yeah, yeah. That sounds it, doesn't it? In MC small. I'll be getting a very small. I think that's what helps get a result. The small last week, I felt like Motherwell battered the hearts physically. Seen that, didn't he? And I think Dundee's maybe looked at that and thought, let's get the wee guys in and get in about them because I thought, some, like, see some of the balls, Charlie Adams, see the free kick that he played, was it a free kick that was straight mm. forward? They should have defended it better, but it's the way that we talk about long balls. When you hit a good long ball with the right flight, you can misjudge it, you can misread it because of the way it's coming, but great ball, knocked down, third goal. I think that was a third goal, but... He plays a lovely wee disguised pass as well, Charlie, for the same minute he goes to hit it and just slips in. And then just rolls it. Mm-hmm. Charlie's got that in his locker, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got. He always has had, but uh, I've seen a lot of model. You of like them this year, Mother. I think they've been really good. What, what are they good at? I've not seen. I've not seen enough of them. Strong strength. Uh, the front three were good. Tony Watt was exceptional earlier on in the season. Uh, they're playing with energy and a street. A street. I think they're streetwise. Streetwise. Yeah. Stopping the game all the time. See when you buy something, they just filled you. Mm. I thought they were really good. I've seen them. They battered Aberdeen when I seen them. They played really well at Tannadice and lost 2-1, but played really well. You know? see, see you saying that, right? Because right, they they're, they're obviously a physical side and set pieces, mm-hmm. they can be dangerous and that. See your, their game against us last year, eh, last week, sorry. How many throw-ins you think there was in the game? Have I have a rough guess? 20. 20 throw-ins. What you saying? Nine. Nine throw-ins, come about on. About 46. Must 30. 58 throw-ins in the game. Oh, there was a throw-in every 34 mm-hmm. seconds. Robbie Nielsen would have loved that, mate. He loved a throw-in when he was a player. I know. He loved the throw-in. Can I get one? <laughs> mate, that's, that's an unbelievable stand. Throw-in every 34 seconds. Wow. And what you put in the throw-in? Fuck that. It's just like, the other more direct teams than other teams in the league, so they'll try and turn you in. Obviously, if you're heading out for a throw-in or whatnot, but... Like you said, they sort of were over the top as physical set pieces last week. That, that sort of matches it as well. Nine years ago. 50 I think we had about six. Was that like 58 between the two teams? Or was nah, they more dominant? The game, the game, but they had the, I think they had a 
Men det kiggede bare hver følelse. Rory, der var det. Vi spurgte Graham Alexander, men vi sagde, at han er catch 22, han sagde, at de games, der dominerede possession this year, they've ended up losing. And the ones where they've maybe sat in a wee bit more, made it a wee bit more horrible, they've ended up losing the games. They didn't deserve to beat us that day, 100%. What does that make you think as a manager then? Do you then start to think, I don't know, but how did the boy get on it this weekend? How did you do? 3-0. Right. 3-0. You know, Mate, I'm going to... I'm with you. I'm with you. I honestly thought... There's nothing you can change for that. See, the pitching are off. Were they Mate, we played them in pre-season. Were they good? We played them in pre-season, by the way. No, no, no. No, it was 3-0. <laughs> 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 love it, Chip. I love that you're all over us, mate. Quite right, mate. That's right. You've been waiting for this. I'm trying to save all this up. I'm all for it, mate. So, mate, you've been giving me a big time. I'm not seeing that. I've had your corner for the start. Your corner? Aye. See for the... See for that. Don't worry, no. You got you scouted until the space was turned into the house. There's a big difference, sir. Oh, there's a difference now. I'd sign him now. He's scouted now, you used to make me a player, I think. That, that was the final oh, point of my career. You used to take it. He's not that far. You'll get me out of done. You'll get me out of done. Talking about players, Scotty Allen at the weekend. Wow. That was. Arses uh, off seats, mate. Did you see him for the second goal? Oh, half turn. Not even the second goal. Well, you didn't see enough of the players in Scotland. I know you want the game to be played the right way, but I just think it's so tactical that he. Guys like Scott, we need more of them. They're the yeah. ones, they're the players you want to watch. Do you know about, should you know about your team round about their players? Yeah. Other people's got their own opinions. Be strong right through the, the core of the team. Have this, have that. Get I'll a couple like, of dogs around. Find him. a place, find a place for players like that. Aye. And go and build your team round about it. And see if you get beat. Get beat having a go. Yeah. Mm. That's just what he said about Lappy, that Lappy would just go and play on the weakest player in the opposition team. Nah, I used to pick the weakest player and just say, I'll, I'll play against him. Go and you play inside for 10 minutes and just go oh, and so you would just walk around him? Aye. aye. Well, that's yeah. what the big debate yesterday with, with Keenan. Carragher. I mean, I think they almost became obsessed with pressing, didn't they? I mean, Chelsea won the Champions League, we sat half Man City. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah. You know if the team needs to press and then you've got somebody like Ronaldo or, as I think Ronaldo is almost coming near the end, but when you've got a player, like, I think it is, do you want him to be running about everywhere? You want him in the positions when you win it? It depends who you're playing against. See, pressing, pressing for me is, look at the opposition you're playing against. And if you think they're no great at playing out in that, go and press them. But see if you go and play against a team that can pop it round the boot you in that, you're not going to go and press, are you? To be fair, I actually agree. I agree with Carragher what he was saying, though, because, man, you were trying to be a pressing team. And they've signed Ronaldo to fit in that system. He's not... You've been pressed for about five, six years. You know yourself when you're playing a game, you know when a team looks like a, jaggy, a, a bag of jaggies, you think, we, we, we can go press in. You know straight away, you're thinking, press onto fucking the right centre half because he's fucking on the left back. Or the left back because he's. Or the left back. Wan Bissaka. You're waiting for him to go to Wan Bissaka. That's what you do. The best player in that Man U Chelsea game yesterday? I'm a guess. Matic. Unbelievable, mate. What he sell about yesterday, wasn't it? Just see, getting on the ball and he'd make dinner for a few weeks. Crowd turn. Aye, but it was near near the best one. Sorry, I a few weeks. Chelsea battered them. You done his own. A few weeks. Crowd turned. John Stones. I was going to say something. I got it. Really, because match at the end, I was really bastard. How was the warm up? Oh, I love getting watching the warm up. Right, so what happened? What one did you watch? You said they were all stood in a line on the edge of the box. Balling, Davy Boys. Another Maverick, David Temple, and announced his retirement. Young, thirty-two. Is that the reason why is it? Injuries. Right? Injuries. He was injured bad. Rangers, Rangers. We missed him. Aye. Hearts, he was, uh, Hearts, he made his name and then he went to Rangers and he never, he, he, 
the time he played with Rangers, he was very, very good. But then he got injured and he was out for like he was out for a while. A good few years, I think. Like maybe eighteen months at least. Mm. He was but ability wise. I remember when I was a kid, played with Stenhouse Muir. And somebody told me about him and I went to see him. And I come back and I says to Yogi, we were at Falker at the time, I says, they've got a kid, 15, 16. I says, What a player this boy is. What a player. So we tried to get him, but they wanted some like twenty-five grand and two players. You know, Falkirk never had twenty-five grand. And we wouldn't get couldn't get him the two players they wanted and they went to Harps. But what a talent. What a talent. So he uh, that's right, he was playing at the first team at fifteen, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was it? What high and wide? Aye. Fantastic. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of Neil McCann, because I played against Neil McCann when he was sixteen. Yeah, I saw him playing at sixteen. He reminded me of him. Neil was quicker, but David similar going by players and that. And I had him at Hamilton there and he was a massive loss to us. Mm. He was a massive, massive loss. He got injured against Kilmarnock, against St Johnson, sorry, in October and never got back. Right. Just couldn't get yeah. back. And he struggled all pre-season to get back. Yeah, it's a shame for the boy, but what a talent. Maybe go, I feel for I him. Know, I thought maybe part-time, if you're, if you're struggling with injuries, maybe go part-time so you but might I mean, it's, it's like Kenneth mentioning, obviously, at Rangers, this, mate, this is 10 years ago and again, ever oh, since then, yeah. he's just kind of get a run together. I think he nearly tried, I think he nearly thought about chucking it uh, well, people probably don't really remember bad. this when obviously when Warburton came in that was he had a year mm. of injuries year before that he started the first sort of four or five games of the Warburton era and was brilliant yeah. like oh, brilliant Ham- Hamilton took a chance him after that because uh, his injuries mm-hmm. Hamilton took a chance and he came in for a spell his goals kept him up and then he got his move to Burton but, yeah. and he was at Burton and I spoke Nigel Clough was the manager there and I spoke to Nigel about him and Nigel says oh what a talent he says but he picks up the wee odd injury in that. Yeah. And they loved him at Hamilton. The, the owners loved him. The chairman, everybody loved him. So we brought him back. You know, and he's, he's doing a bit of coaching with the, the youth team now as well. Brilliant. So he's into that. Good. So he's loads to pass on. Uh, we need to get him on. No, I like him because I felt Simon when I was at Hearts, I was on, I was one of the older ones, and he was obviously just coming like like say Simon yeah. Steady. A good, good kid. Like wanted to learn, wanted to listen. What I was finding, like, he was so good at dribbling with the ball, yeah, how I mean. fast he was, he could go one way or mm-hmm. the other way, but he always had like to me it looked like he'd run he, his hamstrings were too tight. You ever noticed the people the wee steps? Because mm. he kinda get my hamstrings. I always thought that was his problem, but I maybe just fucking talking shit. I gave <laughs> I gave my message yesterday. Playing up to the fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Akis fans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when he's playing there next year. Chipper. We're getting into Kenny Miller territory here. Aye, we just I'll just be quickly here. You're doing a team talk, you've got a big game coming up, and you say, right, we're going to do this today, we're going to do this today, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. We're putting this formation, money players goes like that. Disagree with it completely. Good, I like that. Do you? I like that. Go and tell me why. Go and, I'll say it, go and tell me why. Go and tell me why you disagree with it. Well, if they can't back it up, then you're well, sitting on their arse. just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, right. So you don't mind players? No, you don't get, no, 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 because I don't know. Or, yeah. I, I'll say to them at half time. Is there something I'm not seeing out there? Brilliant. And put it back to them because I've not got all the answers. That's only my ideas. Brilliant. Do I'm players gonna... answer? Do, do, ah, do they have answers? Ah, then? Ah, ah, what, what, they'll always question you. Players will always question you. Why am I doing that? Why do I need to come inside? Oh, you need to come inside so you're dragging him in so it allows this to happen. Players have now got that freedom to talk. I think it's think healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's a lot of crap. Usually <laughs> it's a lot of nonsense. But they feel as though they've got something to say. And if they've got something to say, you've got to have an answer ready. So if it's the right manner, isn't it? You yeah. Don't mind. Aye. Aye. Is Nielsen like that as well? Do you, do you aye. Aye, definitely. But I think, 
To be honest, I think a lot of managers are. Mm. But it's like he says, you've got to back up your reasons why. If you're just saying it for the sake of it and you've got nothing to back up and it's not for the benefit of the team, then... You'll usually find it's something that's known the team. What, throw a spanner on the Something like... But you know, Simon, you're, you're playing and you're coaching when you're suspended or you're injured, you're doing it for the side. When you're playing, you're, you, you suss things out while you're playing with us. The guy in the sideline doesn't understand that feeling in the park. Yeah. So to have that dialogue back and forth can only be healthy. See, like, you do all your set plays, right? We all hate doing set plays, but it's got to be done. And I'll just say to him, if you're having a problem, sort it out. Mm, sort it out. If you see someone that you think might work, aye, just go and do it. Uh-huh. Just go and do it. Set plays, you don't need to do it. It's a guideline. Yeah. Just don't play it quite day quick. If you see something else, just do it. Mm. You don't want to make them robots. Mm. You don't, that, that's my opinion. See, so talking about great managers as well, Brian Clough, but also Bertie Old. Who's your manager? He was my, he was my manager at Hibs. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was tough. Was he? Oh, he was tough on us. Aye. Uh, I used to batter us kids. I used to have a gym at Hibs. A wee gym I used to go down there. And we were in the YTS at that time. So nine o'clock in the morning to five. That's when you were in in the afternoons. His assistant was Pat Quinn and John Lambie. So oh, they used to take Lambie. us down into the gym and it'd be three V3s and they'd kick hell at us. Kick hell at us. But so they would play you as the coaches would play aye, the players? Aye, we were only kids there. Uh-huh. We were only kids. Because so. was meant to be a dirty bastard as well, weren't he playing? Oh, he was, aye. He tackled aye, aye, good aye. What a player, but he was just brilliant. Like I say, he gave me my, my debut. I made my debut against there in the League Cup and I played against Stephen Nichol. Mm-hmm. Stephen Nichol was playing with... Is that the guy who's from America now? Aye, aye. played there in Liverpool. Scotland, Scotland, aye. Aye. Uh-huh. So you played there. So. Talk us through the debut. What we like a debut story. Oh, so, does Bertie tell you before the game that you're playing? No, I was only sub. I was sub. I made my league debut at Motherwell. Uh, it was a frozen pitch, and I played with Adidas kicks on. Remember, you know, remember it? Yeah. Just Adidas training shoes. It was solid. It was frosty. And we won one now. You played with trainers on for your league debut? Uh, so, you still do that, didn't you? Uh, you think so, aren't you? Nearly, nearly. Crossing with the Blensey Agate. That was my debut at uh, Park, I think. Nicky Walker might have been goals for Motherwell, actually. We won one now. Nicky Walker hadn't played with Clyde. Clyde. Like goalkeeper. Nicky Walker played with Rangers and that as well. Right. Uh, he, he picked no play down south as well. Blonde here. No, uh, no, that's a different Lester. walker. I am. Uh, Lester, Lester, uh, uh, Nicky Walker. He was a handsome like Lester. Uh-huh. That was my uh, debut. Oh, was it? I was going to say, I'm going to shoot my hand. No, you're like a dog there, man. I'm going to say, who's the best player you've coached? Good question. The best player that I've coached. You, know, I mean, you might have a lot, you don't want to, you just, but even you want to see one or two or three or four. Uh, best player that I've coached? Wow. Ryan Christie. Wow. Ryan Christie, Scott Arfield. Mm, just took information on board right away. Is that what's different and for them to. Scott McMahon at Dundee United? Yeah, Scott McMahon. He's done he's really strong, isn't he? Due to information on board. Just needs to believe in himself. Yeah. Just needs to believe in himself because he's got everything. See how it on Arfield and Christie. What do you think separates them from sort of like players that don't go? If it was their life. Uh, they live their life properly. Live their life properly. They're only the first in the trading pitch and they're last off. Yeah. You just need to tell them something once in the price. Remember, we played Ajax at the Falkirk Stadium and. Is it Schneider? Yeah, the boy Schneider was playing against Arfield and this turn he kept, he kept doing this turn and he come in the Monday morning Arfield's out practising this turn and he uses it in his game and again you'll see it so somebody so, done it against him on the Saturday uh, and he's out practising it uh, so it's just you've got a better chance if you love football Yeah. and Ryan Christie loves football Arfield loves football Scott McMahon loves for his football as well you know, I remember playing against Christie as a kid at Inverness. He was fucking that. brilliant. Mm. He was brilliant. He's done well done at Bournemouth, and yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But that like, must be the best, as in terms of oh, ability. Somebody on your training pitch. Well, he says to me, argue him. He says that Lattapie like, could play for Man United. 
if he tried right now you could play for Man United if Latape had fulfilled his potential he could have played for Man United if you do about Latape at 23-24 year old he's been incredible I mean he played with Porto he played with Porto in the semi-final the cup winners cup and all that I think Walter Zenga saved that Walter Zenga playing goals for something don't you Walter Zenga remember that name well, you, you don't remember his name? Italian goal. Italian goal. Italian goal. Aye. He played with Sampdoria. And uh, we're tapping that. How's the semi final of the Cup Winners' Cup? And he played in the middle of the park with Emerson for Porto. He's a legend. And you're talking about a player that played at the top level. Yeah. He could have played for Manchester United. Could he, eh? And I'm no arguing with Yogi. I don't see. Slaney, you alright? I'm just going to I see. He's fucking quiet, isn't he? Walter Zenga. No, 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 Zenga. <laughs> we were talking about last night actually on the phone about I'm not sure if he is. He's nicknamed Psycho, Stuart Pierce. Does he live up to that nickname? I spoke about him. Aye. No. Yeah, fuck! <laughs> you missed the first 80 minutes, you missed it. Do you know what Hitler's did? See how you're saying about Clough being like quite off the cuff. Can Yogi be like that as well as a manager? Oh, oh is that aye. A, uh, aye, he's awesome. off the cuff. What the team talks and after oh, games. Brilliant, brilliant. His man management's brilliant, Yogi. It's absolutely brilliant, his man management. The hardest part of being a manager isn't the 11 players. It's the name that I'm not playing. Uh, you know, it's the name that's not playing. You've got to man-manage them. The 11 that are playing love you. The other 12, 13 hate you. Have you got and any memorable say, team talks that Yogi's done? Or after games? No, I remember. Yogi was playing. Yogi was playing at Falkirk, right? He was 40. We're playing Dundee United with five, ten minutes to go. It's, I think it's from Nanich or Lanich. And he sells the jerseys, right? So I'm like, get him off. So I'm standing at the front of the... The dugout area at Falkirk, it's a big area. Boat goes up five, half. He's coming across. I can see the steam coming out of his ears. I'm standing at the front and I'm saying, Here we go. And he walks past me and he sort of shudders me. And I hear him going into the dugout and he hears studs hitting the kicking the dugout. Next minute, I hear the studs coming up behind me. He says, What are you doing? I says, You're finished. Ah, you're right. <laughs> oh, what a guy! Oh, Boys had done film. We're saying after the first game, he came in and he th- thought he was going to say something like amazing. He just started going, he's oh, just off the cuff. Yeah, it just things come to him and he just does it. And there one thing you know, he'll bring a spirit, but don't let all that fool you. Fool you. He knows the game inside mm. out. He knows what he wants to do, and he'll demand of them. He'll not gain them an out. He just won't give them an out. He'll, he'll say to you, what position do you play? And see if you say to him, left back, he'll say, oh, you know a football player? What are you? I'm a football You're a football player. Yeah. Doesn't matter what position, you're a football player. Learn to play football. And that's how he is. Even that Inverness team that they had, do you remember him? See, uh, playing at, see when I was at Dundee, they were the best team that we played that year. Who was in that terms of playing that football, Tansy, Tansy used to just drop off a game, yeah. maybe, past him, and he would zing it out to the, uh, Doran. And, Doran's that. Oh, you know, Marley Watkins. Uh-huh. Marley Watkins was a big, strong Shiny. boy. Shiny if he left back. Shiny Draper. Uh, Draper. Yeah. To be fair, even he's... Uh, look at a job he done at Ross County last year. I know. I know. I know. Uh, you know you get the job. Aye. <laughs> Shiny was that, brilliant yeah. as well, wasn't he? Shiny was good. Shiny yeah. was great for him. Yeah, he liked Shiny. He didn't think he was a midfield player. He preferred him at left back. For his energy and playing behind the ball all the time. Yeah. You know? If you were... Uh, if you look back, what's your favourite game you've won as a manager? One of your big, most, achieve, most proudest achievement you've done? It's all right, Andy. Well, we'd be, we're the last team to beat Rangers at Ibrox in the, in the league. So you are, Aki's you know, that's right. We are, obviously, we're a team like Hamilton will go to, to the end one. But we beat Hearts a couple of times. Hearts, we'd, Hearts couldn't beat us. And 
with the upper hand in the derbies. We went, oh, we went by to, the way, we went to Motherwell. Your, your, your derby record was outrageous. Uh, yeah. uh, and by the way, a couple of doings as well, with uh, four nils at Fir Park, and yeah. uh, there was a couple of heavy ones. But so, no, anything you win a game, it's uh, it's great to, to win. Legend. To win a derby match, and uh, the last game of that decade, we won that. So it was good. What? Listen, we got real good Ross County job after coming on here, Aye, and I've no doubt. <laughs> Who's on a shaky peg? Slaney. <laughs> no, no, he's firmly in the hot seat. Thought oh, he was getting his job. I'd be here in time. I'd be here in time. Aye, exactly. to, tell somebody twelve o'clock. It's twelve o'clock. Don't go for a ten past train. Twelve o'clock past. Man, I should have got the private jet, but I left it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you were scared because I was coming. No, I shut myself. You, <laughs> you want to hug it? Because you've done a video, didn't you? So you're going to kick my ball. Ah, that's right. Was, it, was, was that a couple of fans? No, I, I was up. I got up to Perth every Scottish Cup final day with my pals. We go golfing in the morning. We go to this hotel, we get a room, uh, like this. No, 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 I stay at home. <laughs> we have a few beers and we get to Perth, but because of the, the virus, we, went out, we couldn't get into any pubs. These two lads come across and talk away. and says, what about Selene? I said, I've heard about I'm going to boot having the boss. Do you know what I was like? But the boy, I said, no, didn't he? Didn't he? I said, didn't he do anything with that? Next morning when I woke up, I left Twitter. It wasn't great for me. No, but it was no. better than I remember I seen it. I was lying in my bed and somebody shot and I shot myself. <laughs> 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 been and that's what happened. I'm a serious. Oh, so are you coming to <laughs> for it? 16, Aye. is it? Aye, definitely. Front row seats, mate. Get me near Slaney. Die. I want to see you here. Legend. You can you you sit, you sit my mat on the balcony. We've already met, that's already been sorted. Uh, sorted that. Right, uh, Susan. <laughs> 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 Brian, nice, what a guy. That's our man. Yeah.